Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver, tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own, custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shit. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One NA member FDIC. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Little listener discretion is advised. Wednesday. Already, huh? How about that? Already Wednesday. It's already Wednesday. Oh, I see my gooey Louie butter cake has been uh, shipped out to my sister-in-law. What? just got the confirmation. (laughs) What's that? I don't know. My sister-in-law is obsessed with uh, gooey butter cake. cake. So so Ah. she's tried one. Anybody that's tried one is obsessed with gooey butter cake. Yeah, and she's she's in New Jersey, and I thought I'd surprise her with a with a gift, a gift from St. Louis. That is very nice. <laughs> a gooey, Louie, gooey butter cake. Now, I was trying to find, and I'm sure people will hit us up. Like, what's a mail-order great, like, butter cake? I don't know. That was just a quick Google search. Uh, butter well, cake? Well, though, I mean, the, what's the one that, that they, they sent us uh, just recently? Remember we got those ones that, that were like uh, small, the little ones? Yeah, where was that from? Damn it. We got to start writing stuff down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know this. <laughs> I didn't know you had ordered a gooey butter cake. <laughs> no, I was on the phone with her, you know, the happy holidays thing. and Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 
Nobody came to visit us for the holidays this year. Nobody came out to St. Louis. Uh, so my sister-in-law said, oh, I, you know, I really missed the, the gooey butter cake. I brought her to, to, to Schnooks when she was here last time and gave her, you know, a St. Louis uh, sampling. Like, here's what, you know, toast ravioli, and yeah. <laughs> gooey butter cake, and, you know, she fell in love with it. So I was looking for, ah, that's maybe a nice surprise. Yeah. So I did a Google search, you know, mailable gooey butter cakes, and I don't know, gooey Louie gooey butter cake. Kind of stuck out. That one sounds good. I like that name. Gooey Louie. Wasn't that a Freak of the Week name? <laughs> I believe, I sounds believe, like it. <laughs> I believe at some point. I believe at some point that was. Well, I'm glad he's moved on in life to start making Gooey. Yeah, now he's, he's, he's got the gooey butter cake empire going. <laughs> Mail order stuff. But what would be in... Yeah, it's the Gooey Louie gooey butter cake hello from St. Louis gift box. Oh, my goodness. And it, it just has that. It doesn't have toasted ravioli and like no. A, but what like should sleeve. what should a hello from St. Louis gift box be? Oh, uh, for sure that is going to have lion's choice fries. But I mean, I'm not sure. You can't how ship you, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, half of it you can't ship. Emos, you can dry ice out. Yeah, there, you right? can dry ice. Now we can put stuff in dry ice. Yeah. So then you got lion's choice. Well, hi, you can't dry ice. No, you but maybe I you guess can't maybe, put it in a freezer or a little baggie and. Well, okay, so my family is going to tell you that Ted Drews, because, you know, they're South City folks, so. Okay, uh, you could do that. Ted you could dry ice that. Ted Drews has to be in there. Um, Lion's Choice has to be in there, if you ask If you ask me. But how would you? You're not, why, this isn't a real exercise. No, this is a real exercise. <laughs> like, we are going to put together this welcome or hello from St. Louis gift box. If we are to do this and start our mail order company, right? Mm-hmm. we need to be real about this. You need a cardinal hat in there. I'm just talking. Let's talk culinary. Okay, like okay just okay. culinary delights from St. Louis that that are shippable. Like you could go to uh, like I love Katz's Deli in New York City. So you could have that shipped out to St. Louis. So they give you the pastrami, they give you the corned beef, they give you instructions on how to reheat. It's not the same, obviously, as if you're there having a sandwich. Yeah, it's acceptable. I feel Lion's Choice oh, is yeah, yeah. not something that could be reheated. Uh, yeah, I agree. I have had people ship it to me. Um, I, I think I was on the West Coast. Lion's once. Choice shipped it to you. Did Lion's Choice ship it to me? Yeah. They, Did they give reheating instructions? I This was years. I was on tour. Well, they put it like a, in a manila envelope? And, I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. I feel like, like I, I feel like I opened a box and it was dry ice. Yeah. And it was, was it, were you with me? Was this on tour? Yeah, I must have been there because I remember, or maybe I've just heard you talk about it, that it retains. But I, I remember the moment, or that era at least, that uh, it came in and they shipped it to you. And I believe you're on the East Coast, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was somewhere, nowhere near here. Yeah. And it was shipped to me and it worked. And it was, I was awesome. like, sweet. So I think it was shortly, you had the tattoo and then word got out and all of a sudden. Like you, you can't. Well, yes, you know what's crazy? Would you, would you throw in the microwave? That, I still have that tattoo. Uh, probably. Probably. And, oh, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, these days, if I if, if I had that option, I'd probably toaster oven it. Because, man, I have, yeah, I, I yeah, have yeah, found yeah. a toaster oven yeah, yeah. just to be my best buddy. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I rarely microwave things, honestly. I try. Yeah, I try not to anymore. Um, between the air fryer and, yes, we're still talking about air fryers. And, yes, I use it. Uh, the air fryer probably gets used every other day. It got used last night. 
uh, and then the toaster oven, dude. I, oh, speaking of ravioli, and I've, and you know, I've, I'm, I'm up for any sort of like mix of food and challenge and whatever because you guys know me. Even though I've, I've, I've come to really love food, I'm a eat to survive. I'm a eat to live. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, eat to live, not a live to eat guy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm usually trying to just get a meal in my mouth. Let's get it over with. Let's just go. I put a sandwich down, uh, sourdough bread. I put it into the uh, into the toaster oven. I put it. I had this. Somebody sent me some really nice like apple bourbon cheese or something. So I cut a okay. piece off. Fancy. That, put it on there. I was like, oh, I need I need something else. I had some raviolis, some toasted raviolis that were frozen. I put those on it. <laughs> this is a great sandwich. Uh, yeah, I did. Hey, what else? Uh, I think it was a slap of lettuce right mm-hmm. there. So I put a like slice of pizza. Yeah. I, well, no, no. I I put lettuce on it. And and what else did I put? It wasn't a pickle. It was it was something Banana. else on top of that. And my my wife was like, "Are you? Is this what? You How know, high I, were you? That's a high meal. I wasn't high at all. I'm just, I'm totally sober. You just went back to being a 14 year old kid. I don't do but, anything. I know. Yeah, it was a very like. That's what you do in college when you get super stoned and go. All right, what do we got? <laughs> what do we got in the cupboard? I know. I know. I had work to do. I think I was like preparing for the show or something. It, it might have been on New Year's when before I was leaving. Let's the, put some Cheetos on here too. Let's see. There <laughs> yeah. was there were no chips. I don't think. Um, what was the other that thing? That is a high meal you bizarre. just did. Dude. Non-high. It actually worked. And I to- you toast it until the sourdough is like, you know, crusty. And holy smokes. It was beautiful. It, <laughs> it worked. I, I mean, I, I expected to go, ah, oh, this is ridiculous, but I'm going to eat it anyway. You got to start making that call it the moon pie. Well, I mean, I would change it if somebody's going to name something. Well, I mean, you got to. <laughs> I would I would hone it. You gotta, yeah, you got to perfect it. Yeah. I, I gotta, That's the first draft. I know my wife's gonna gonna listen to this, and she's gonna remind me of what the other thing was that I put on it. Oh, I did put barbecue sauce. I had Super Smokers barbecue mm. sauce from from Christmas leftover. And that's good with the ravioli. It was great. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah, it was great. And it's I never, sugar, I guess, which yeah. actually made me think. So, what do you usually put ravioli with, or you know, dip toasted yeah, ravioli? The it's the always marinara. marinara. The barbecue sauce is awesome. Yes. Uh, okay. All right. So, it. what are we putting? Let's let's not get off okay. off topic. Bissinger's chocolate. What are we putting in the Hello from St. Louis, culinary box that we're going to ship out. And that, and yes, dry ice. Well, Luisa's is local, right? The toaster ravioli? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so yep, that'll and go. That, and, that, and that's already frozen, usually yep, comes in the frozen bag. So they that's know how to, to freeze it and do all that. Although I do appreciate the line's choice. I don't know if that could ship. Yeah. What about the... Uh, because have you ever tried to make, like, fast food fries not at the fast food establishment they're from? Like, I got a box of McDonald's French fries. That you can but, make? I, I mean, I, I got a box from the McDonald's I worked at of the St. Louis oh, fries. Oh, I see. And tried to make them at home, like still frozen. <laughs> Does not work. Well, because you don't have the oil. I took the oil, too. Oh, you took the... How did you... Explain. How, you so threw you a little Band-Aid in there? I think that also you had the, fra- the maybe it's Maybe it's like the fact that the oil's been sitting there for a while cooking other things. Or is it... Is it is it its own oil? Explain to me yeah, how, yeah. how. Okay, so it's its own oil in a in a big old vat. And in a just, big old vat with a basket only and stuff fries like that. In there. Surely, like the fries at the end of the day, though, have got more jazz to them. I'm sure. Than, yeah, I'm than, sure. I took the oil, I took the fries, and I took a whole sleeve of apple pies. <laughs> oh my god! Frozen, gosh. frozen still. You're a, you were a monster as a teenager, dude. This I, is a 16 years I old. I understand. 15, 16 I, years I'm old. Just saying, can, was, can you even believe you did that? At the time, you know. I'm not proud of, <laughs> not proud of some of the choices that were made, but but it was proven that you cannot make a McDonald's apple pie taste like you know it should taste 
outside of a McDonald's. Wow. There's some magic that happens in there. You need it's a the oven of- they use. I don't know. They have the right environment. I don't know. I'm the, not sure what it the is. The employees walking past with a little bit of sweat that falls off. Uh, the cops. No, that's, that's not it. True. That's, okay. that's not, not true at all. That. I did not sweat on any of the foodstuffs <laughs> when I was working there. When I did my time at McDonald's. <laughs> All right, so we're going to ship an Emo's pizza, probably. We're going to ship... Yeah, uh, yeah Emo's pizza. I think you got to go with We'll the do the toasted ravs from... Uh, Louise's. Louise's. And the King Scott sandwich from Heavy Smoke. Which I think you have to... Again, that's not going to ship. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be next in line's choice. I, I think you can. You I, have to put I, the meat sauce that comes with the... Uh, oh, that's right. The You're talking the, about the queso? No, the Louise's. The, uh, oh, the marinara. Yeah, the marinara. Yeah, they freeze that, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. oh, yeah, it comes yeah. frozen, too. Because they gave us... a. A great box of that. Yeah, yeah. My family. I still wear the the long sleeve shirt they gave. Me. Uh, you got to do a pack of Red Hot Riblets. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, you, Jamie. of course. I I said Bissinger's chocolate. Maybe like two bars of that. Very. Is that that's world famous Bissinger's? I don't know if it's world famous, but it's. I'm I just mean, wondering. I'm, that's I'm, St. Louis. I didn't. Yeah, know it's St. Louis. And then also some either Caldi or Thomas coffee. Like a can of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thomas yeah. Coffee's awesome. Good call. Yeah. So is Caldi's. Uh, uh, you got to uh, put a nice little baseball glove from Rawlings in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to eat that? It's leather. Well, you can know. just boil I, it. I've read some story today I've about cartoons. people eating stuff that you're not supposed to eat. Yeah, I've seen cartoons where they boil boots and stuff. You got to put a can of uh, Bush beer. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good thinking. Or, uh, oh, or, or just straight up Bud Heavy. Well, don't forget uh, uh, Budweiser makes the... Um, uh, the stuff for only in St. Louis. Select is a St. Louis. Oh, Bud Select? Yeah, you can throw a Bud Select. Oh, okay. when I was up in Wisconsin, I asked for Bud Select. Uh, they they said, said no. We don't know what that is, sir. Yeah. I said, uh, do you have Bud Select? You, but you already knew. You just forgot that it was, I forgot. was a St. Louis thing. I forgot. I know that there's one in Pontiac, but could would you send uh, one of the summer sausages from Wally's? I don't know if that's famous yet. Okay. Summer sausage okay. from Wally's, the, st- Dude, the truck stop. so good, yeah. Dude, I was just down there, by the way, and uh, shout out to Oscar. He uh, he gave me a happy birthday pen, aren't you, Jeff? I got one of those, too. I, know, he, he, I, I didn't get one. I was walking by, and uh, and Oscar, he, he's at the uh, at the deli, or, uh, yeah, like, like at the With sandwich. a sandwich little Yeah, yeah, and, and he, goes, he goes, hey, hey, Moon, I can't let you leave here uh, without a happy birthday pen uh, to make uh, Riz jealous. And I was like, oh, heck, yeah. So That's I got this so big, cool. old, big old pen the kids were arguing over. Yeah, I got one of those, and they actually all came out and sang happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Quite yeah. For myself and my wife. I sprinted out of there before that. That now, is great. I love that spot, man. I got a, I got some camping gear. I got some yeah. stickers. Like, I, I love shopping in there. Oh, yeah. I did some <laughs> Christmas shopping over there. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah, they'll be that. That'll be famous at some point. Yeah, the uh, the sausage is fantastic. All right, so we got the pizza. We got the we got the gooey butter cake. We got the red hot riplets. We got a can of Budweiser. You cannot ship a gunshot wound. Thank you, Craig. Yikes! That's sweet. <laughs> That's a nice one. Thank you, thank you, Craig. Oh, something from Crown Candy, I guess. But oh yeah, what? bacon. Wait, no, no. Don't, isn't, aren't they, isn't that like the BLT sandwich or something? Yeah. yeah. I, you can, maybe one of their shakes or uh, their malts. Maybe. Something from Ski? Ski soda? Oh, yeah, for sure Ski. <laughs> for sure Ski. You have to. For, for sure, sure Ski. ski. <laughs> That's for our Polish friends yeah. uh-huh. out there. For sure Ski. There you go, Qualix. Oh, uh, man. Uh, what are we missing? I mean, we're missing a lot. Yeah, we are. We're missing, I, a, missing lot. a whole bunch of people. Are Maybe a lager right joy is salami. Hey, to be honest, uh, there's a there's a lot of what barbecue sauce do we put in there from Pappy's? 
Pappy's. We have a lot of barbecue sauce. And that's that's the other thing with St. Louis. It's like we're, we've got barbecue that's just as famous as Kansas City. So you can send all sorts of St. Louis-style barbecue sauce from Pappy's, from Super Smokers, from Heavy Smoke. from I, I mean, yeah, Sugar ev- Fire got yeah. a whole bunch of great places. Everybody that's offering barbecue sauce right now knows what they're yeah. doing. And what's that famous butcher uh, shop down in South City? Uh, G&W Meats? Yeah. Something from there, maybe? Yeah, that got some good like that beef place jerky and stuff like that. Fantastic. Jam. That is one of the best. Um, this is something that's not talked about a lot. Uh, the macaroons, you know those little, ma- you know who macaroons? makes them? Yeah, yeah. Dude, there's like three or four places in town that Ooh. all make spectacular macaroons. There's one right here on Olive. That's I, and I've been there probably 15 times, and I don't know the name of it because I just know it as the Great Macaroon Place. There's that place in Kirkwood, Nathaniel Reed. Oh yeah, that oh, that place yeah. is fantastic. Awesome. There's, there's, a, there's a place down on Forsyth by uh, by Firestone, um, just east of the Central West End, that has great. Man, I can't think of the name of these places. That one's that one's like you a need gal. to get out more. That one's like a gal's yeah. name. No, I like how I'm not getting out. <laughs> I truly do. I didn't do anything for Christmas except for uh, except for uh, New Year's and and family stuff, and I loved it. Maybe I got like I got food on my mind because I am trying. I am trying to to watch what I eat this year. I, I really feel like I just let it all go last year. That's the resolution. I guess so. The goal. I guess so. I thought you were eating pretty clean last year. I was, but I, you you know, I, was, I was cheating. And oh yeah, he said he slept on Christmas. Well, that's true. Or didn't slip. You just I just d- didn't, didn't mind. You just Dove didn't mind. off. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I just didn't care over the break. But I I am gonna try to. This is gonna be the year, Riz, as far as taking care of myself. I'm gonna I'm really I'm putting it out there, and you guys need to keep me to it, dude. That's I can't why wait. I'm putting it out there. The year I can't Riz. wait for you to get abs. Oh, they're coming, buddy. Yeah, I read a whole they're article. Coming. I read a whole article that everybody should read that says, you know, how abs is not healthy. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I haven't, I Amen. haven't seen mine in the last. Yeah, written by somebody who doesn't have abs. Well, yeah, it's fine. I'm a good writer. Well, they say a little padding up. is actually a benefit, you know, for during the COVID season, all that stuff. If you had just, um, obviously not too many, too much padding, but just a, a smudge. Yeah, it I actually g- benefited you because you could uh, withstand sickness for a little I bit. I gained six pounds uh, for like 20, you know, 2020, these last like two, three years. And at first it really bothered me. And now, six pounds. Now I feel great about it. Six pounds, for, I mean, uh, you know, I was like, you know, right at where I wanted to be. And then then I wasn't. Six to probably 10 pounds, you know, like fluctuating in there. And I feel good. See, every I'm time. Totally I, fine with don't it. Don't tell me about your weight gain unless you're over 15 pounds. Well, why you got to put a number on it, man? I was like, I was like, a st- I mean, I didn't fluctuate within probably five pounds for my entire life. And so like six pounds is a big deal. Now, yeah. listen, of course there's the resolutions. Did anybody do any? I I, I think resolutions are, are stupid because if you really wanted to do something, you would. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And, I, a, January 1st is, is just an arbitrary thing. It is, but it's a nice little uh, reminder in your head. It's okay to start fresh and move on, you know? Well, this is what, day four? Mm-hmm. This is day four. Is your resolution still intact if you made one? Now, what are the top resolutions? Of course, uh, saving money, being healthier in general, or working out more, eating better, losing some weight, trying to be happier in general, paying down some debt, improving your mental health, spending more time with family, learning something new, which I'll get to in a second, but... Uh, I, you know, I am seriously going to try to do the dry January thing. Really? Yeah. Wonderful. That is cool. Tell you, man, it feels great. It yeah, feels I really great. am going to try to do the no drinking in January thing. Uh, it's October of 2019 for us, and uh, it 
feel spectacular. I love it. In fact, and I love beer. I'm, I'm, I, I have uh, an occasional Bush NA, uh, or the other day it was a, a, a the Coors one. I forget. It's got a cool name, but, <laughs> but yeah. you know, whatever it is. Um, but even those, like I find, because I like uh, during the summer when I was out at the lake with the family, um, I really like Bush beer. And Bush NA is like the Diet Dr. Pepper of beer. It's like it's dang near the exact thing of, as the real stuff. So I would really enjoy it. But then I find myself drinking two and going, whoo, boy. I feel like I ate a meal. Oh, yeah. You're, you I just ate yeah. three cakes. So, and, like, I don't miss it at all. Yeah. You're eating three to four loaves of bread, which is one can probably. And if you're trying to, if you're somebody who who's trying to sober up, you know, not drink, I mean, you know there are the social activities that are mm-hmm. the toughest parts. And that's the, where the NAs are beautiful. The, the I, I'm not really a beer drinker. I drink, I'll drink beer. I mean, you've seen me drink beer, but when I go out somewhere, beer is not my first choice. It's, you know, usually a cocktail of some kind. Yeah. But it's those social occasions that are the toughest. It's, man, how am I going to go to a concert without having a drink? Or how am I going to go out to dinner with friends and, you know, not get a drink? The way to, that helps me, at least, whenever you're at a concert or something like that, is just get a bottle of water and always just have just that. Dance, so you have something man. to drink, and it fills well, that cre- void kind of. Yeah, we're creatures of habit. Yeah, so just have a bottle of water in your hand, and you'll drink that the same as you would a, a booze. It's not easy. I, I, no, it's not I, easy. I, I can, as a matter of fact, I'm already, I'm already in my head, you know, making excuses. But I was talking to my wife last night. We're going to uh, a, a dear, dear friend's house on Saturday, and he has been aging uh, Manhattans in an oak barrel. Wow. And what, what's Manhattan again? I always forget this. It's, it's, it's whiskey. It's sweet vermouth. It's bitters. Whiskey, sweet vermouth. Or it's bitters. bourbon. It's bourbon. Sweet vermouth and a couple splashes of bitters, usually with a with, with a cherry okay. on ice. And you put all that in the barrel. He put it in an oak barrel, and, you're uh-huh. a- and he's aging. And he's aging it. Thing. So what? What? So I know when you age wine or whiskey and that kind of stuff, it, it absorbs like the wood taste and all these different things. What does that do with the bitters in it and with all? I don't know. It, it makes it taste better. I've never had it, but he's been doing this. Did he tell you what kind of barrel? He bought a. You can buy like Jack Daniels barrels. Oh, okay. like, he bought a picture of those blue ones that you see on the side of the highway. No, it's not like <laughs> it's, a, it's like a like a, Just a plastic like a, ca- like a cask. You know, right, 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 right. right. Not like a giant. <laughs> okay. Not like a giant wooden barrel. Darn it. He's letting it age like a fine wine. Right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And sa- Saturday, he's it's the day that he's gonna uncork it, and nice. I'm gonna be there. And I said to my wife yesterday, I said, all right, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll throw the dry January on pause on, on Saturday. I go, then what am I doing? That's seven days in. Yeah. I've already, I've already, I'm already making excuses. I'm already making excuses for. For giving up dry for January. For giving up dry January. I'm still, I'm sure it's still going to exist in February. Yep. He'll still have some of that. Just say, hey man, maybe you saved me. Piece but what if he doesn't? Well, <laughs> what, if, what if there's none left? Then it's okay. You still had a great time hanging out. Yeah. Oh, but will I? Yes, because it's not. You're not. You're there for the fellowship. You're not there for the, the booze. Well, I was going kind of for the booze too. I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because we, uh, like, like I said, my my wife uh, decided in like October of 2019, like, hey, let's just let's just cut this out and see what happens. My buddy throws an Oktoberfest uh, party, and he and his friend, who's a professional brewmaster. 
um, they they brew some of the most spectacular, just I mean, epic beers. These are these are like the greatest beers you've ever had. And he throws a giant party with all of his friends, yeah. and we just try all of his beers for freezies at his house. And we're talking like he did this one uh, maple bacon Maybach one year. I mean, it is that memorable that this was ten years ago, and I still remember this was maybe one of the greatest things I've ever had in my life. And it was knowing Eric, it was probably twelve percent or something. I mean, it was harsh. Mm-hmm. But boy, oh boy, did I enjoy it. And when we gave it up, all I thought was, well, I'm not going to be able to go to Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. I see Eric all the time. I love that guy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need beer to love that guy. Well, also, for God's sakes, I have my own whiskey on the, on the store shelves. Yeah. 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 Good point. But listen, man, you, just, you said it's just January. It's, it's just 30, January. It's 31 days and you're half, January. halfway yeah. there. No, I'm not. I'm th- four <laughs> days in. And I'm already, I'm already struggling. <laughs> you're halfway there. <laughs> No, you got. Just I, I don't always I don't, tell yourself you're halfway there. I don't drink during the week. Like I'm not. A, I'm not a oh, get well, home. And, well, then you really are halfway there, because you only have what seven more days. Yeah, I guess so. I never yeah, was. I never was. Uh, I never was a get home and have a drink guy. What about like just a beer in, in the evening? No, I never. I never was was that way. I didn't realize how much um, I was having, although it it wasn't a lot per se. But I would probably have on. Uh, I don't know, three nights a week, uh, like a like a cherry wheat or something like that, just like one. You know, I was never yeah. I was never buzzed or any of that kind of stuff. But that all added up, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's a lot more than I thought. That's a lot in a year's time. Right, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. So that was one of the things that made made it easy for me to go. Oh, I'll just cut it out, and then there's no counting. Because if I'm gonna have the the bread and all this stuff, I want peanut butter and jelly on it. I don't want to just drink it. They make know? one of those. Oh no! They, there's a peanut. Butter All right, well, let's solve that. Peanut problem. butter and jelly. What beer? Four hands has a four hands. Sweet has this sounds inc- disgusting. Solve no, that problem. No, they had this incredible uh, uh, peanut butter. Oh shoot, what was his name? It was, it was one of like the special brews that they would do every year. A, a peanut butter. Oh darn! I it mean, was a peanut butter stout. Peanut butter stout, maybe, and uh, and there was another one that they had that was a chocolate stout or a peanut butter and chocolate stout. Um, guys, Ooh. I mean, Four Hands knows how to do. Oh, I had their chocolate things. one, the cho- the the chocolate milk one. Yeah, yeah. Well, the chocolate milk one's good, but the, the, these these were like special ones that they would only do every couple of years or something, and they were just. I mean, those are glorious moments. Yeah. Those are the kind of beers you only can have one. Yeah, yeah. You usually you only, only have one. You only buy one. Yeah, and uh, if you ever go over there to eat with some friends and you still want to have something fun. They have, it's, I don't know how they flavor it exactly, but they have sparkling water that's, like, kind of got the beer flavor. It's really fascinating. It's worth Whoa. trying. It's very awesome. They're clever, and they're, yeah. they're awesome. But it's a non-alcoholic drink that's just unique. But listen, I'm, okay, I'm... So that's another thing. You send forehands. You, send, well, you probably send a variety pack of beers. Of, in, in yes, from some of the thing. great... From some oh, of the great yeah. breweries we have here, yeah, because we, we have we have so many that that like obviously we have the king, you know, what AB here, right? But we have so many little ones that aren't really distributed outside of this area that people would have and go, "Holy smokes, that's mm-hmm. that's great or oh, yeah. unique or whatever. and some wine." You got to get Missouri wine in there. Okay, that's a good point. Does that count? Yeah, I mean, it's sure, over you know, by Washington drink. and all that. Yeah, all the Augusta stuff. Mm-hmm. Drink. Yeah, somebody said I should have started with February as being. Uh, because it's shorter. Because it's the shortest month. <laughs> That's smart. No, you know, you do January because it's long and it's and it seems draggy and all that. That way, you know that if you've done that, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. No, and, and here are the here are the questions that. So if I'm out, and I ah, you know, I'm not I'm not drinking today, and and some of the questions that uh, are quite impolite if you're trying to if you're trying to be 
dry in January. Can't you just have one drink? Oh, that's so Or rude. do you have a problem? No, I don't have a problem. I'm just trying to not drink January. You know the rudest thing that somebody ever said to, to my wife when they were out? And, like, my wife was still going out with her friends and, and whatever. And one person said, I won't tell anybody. And, I mean, how insulting. First of all, like, I'm, I'm not doing it. So people see me not doing it. Like, what What? Like what thought process led you there? Well, they probably sounded okay more like this. I, I, won't, I won't tell you about it. No, you me. know what somebody's going to ask me? What, are you pregnant? No, it, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> no, it was, it was the, can't you just have one? I'm not going to tell anybody. It's like, what? Yeah, can't you just have one drink? Hello? No. That defeats the whole purpose of this thing. <laughs> I think it's even more than, than a physical thing for me. It's more of a mental thing. Yeah, it's good. If you're trying to eat healthy, this... You know, you get these little things lined up in your life that are, um, it just helps, um, you know, just keep the ball rolling there. Yeah, we have Rich and I coming up over at the Blues game at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And I usually like to loosen up with a couple, yeah. <laughs> at least I like to loosen up with a, with a couple drinks before we do it. Not, the, not this year. No. Not this year. But they have helium. Not going to do it. Do you want some, uh, I mean, accountability is a big part. Would you like some accountability there? Well, I'm at, what do you mean? I mean, I'm, from, that's from why us, from, that's from, why I'm talking about it. Yeah, great point, great point. I mean, this this whole thing is is uh, is is good for that. But we'll 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 help you with that. Yeah, we'll just slap it right. What, out are you gonna your be hand. my sober buddy? You gonna be? Uh, you gonna? Uh... No, I'm 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 being I'm I'm being serious. Like I'll, I'll call you on a Friday night and just say, Hey, how's it going? Blah 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 blah. Like, leave me alone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, I'm not answering this guy. When you struggle some of like that, yeah, you could call. We could do the. Uh, uh, the AA thing, you know, where you just call, we're there for you. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm in no way saying I have a, you know, a problem. I just want to, yeah, just be dry in January. Let's see, no. let's see how this works. Maybe my mind will clear up a little well, more. Think Maybe my about health will be a little better. Why you're doing this too? Is you said you want to eat better this year, and yeah. that is part of that whole process. Yeah, a big di- part. The discipline. So this will help. The self discipline. Yeah, yeah if, the self discipline. Yes, and if you talk to any dietary expert, they'll say that alcohol's a killer when it comes to trying to lose some weight mm-hmm. if you're trying to get some rad abs that's not gonna help oh yeah the, I, I know a guy rad abs i yeah. know a guy who lost 50 pounds and the only oh. thing he changed is he stopped drinking alcohol i also know a guy who lost something like 50 or or, or more well, how much beer was he drinking was it beer i really don't know it's gotta be. I, don't, I don't know this habits i, I mean I, and and you know what it's probably it probably was from the lack of calories from that it was probably from better sleep it was probably from, yeah. you know, there's probably other things like second and third level things that kind of happened because of that that helped his, mm. his weight loss, which is exactly what happened with my buddy that I worked with some 20 years ago. Always had weight issues, always whatever, would try this diet, try that. Nothing, he would never be able to stick with anything. And he gave up soda of all things. And the next time I saw him a couple months later, he was 50 pounds plus down. And he said, I said, well, oh my gosh, you working out? Are you running? What are you playing soccer? He said, I quit playing. I, I quit drinking soda. Which then, of That's course, it. I'm yeah. sure he was able to, with that self discipline, do other pro- things. Probably so. do a couple well, you other have things. Have energy all of a sudden. You, like you said, you sleep better. Everything. But he flat out said, I don't work out. I don't do nothing. I just stop drinking the soda. Well, as as I mentioned before, you know, a, a big resolution for some people is to learn a new skill. And I'm thinking of what is going on with uh, Damar Hamlin. Yeah. You know, from the Buffalo Bills. Um, if somebody collapsed in front of me now and I, I needed to give CPR, I'm not certified. Like, I'm not certified to give CPR to somebody. That's, right. If you don't do CPR right, it's dangerous. You could kill somebody. I mean, they're already in bad shape as it is. But right. 
but you could do more potentially do more damage. Now, how confident? Because there was a YouGov survey done on this. How confident, if at all, are you that you could perform CPR if needed to revive somebody whose heart had stopped beating? Um, certified CPR, like what's what's? How confident are you right now? Right, what's classified as CPR right now, and probably only fifty percent because they they do change it. And I I know that every time I got certified, there were slight slight changes, and I haven't been certified in years. So all right, know. so I'll put it this way: Are you very confident, somewhat confident, not very confident, not at all confident, or not sure? I think I'm I'm very confident because I I know it's like. In with the good, out with the bad. You got to move their feet back and forth. I know it has something to do he's with. Doing the, uh, he's doing the Kevin Nealon thing from Happy Gilmore. In with the good, out with the bad. Right? Some dumb and dumber. Yeah. Oh, dumb and dumber. That's yeah. right. Um, I know it has something to do with uh, with the Queen song, right? Uh, another one bites the dust. Yeah, you got to do their beat no, of that. No, it's staying alive. Either one of those works. Staying alive. Staying alive. That's that's the one. I thought it was another one bites the dust too. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and think staying alive and well, my I'm gonna go when, not when to I'm, this I'm gonna say another one bites another the dust. one bites the dust and yell not today. <laughs> oh my gosh! If you start singing that, if I come to, you're over me pumping my chest saying <laughs> those words. I'm, I'm gonna at some point bring it up. Oh, that is great! Yeah, I think staying alive sounds much. Look better. Look up the songs. You got a computer there? Okay. It's, yep. for, it's for it's for sure. I know it's staying alive. I mean, it sounds like they're both type it in CPR songs. The, yeah, CPR they're, songs. they're both the same BPM, probably or, or close. But it is a well for the comedy for the comedy of it as you're trying to revive somebody. Oh, that's what perfect. We're looking for. We got all kinds of good ones. That's what we're looking for. So what are the songs? It's the, it's the rhythm. It's yeah. the rhythm. And by the way, if as far as my confidence goes, how confident am I if somebody? Need CPR? Uh, not very. Not very confident. I would probably be not very confident right now no. that I would pass the test. But I, I, but I think I would be able to perform the the basic test because I was certified multiple times when I ran the day camps. Oh, you, you yeah. had to get certified every. every I never year. was certified. Well, um, I was a camp counselor. Uh, never had to get certified. But do you have a whistle? My mother. I was not a whistling camp counselor, uh, but my, I did have my a, mother being the never the, abused that privilege. The swim teacher and the 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 educator. She was always I mean, even when we were like kids. I, I remember I was like twelve, and she took me to the community center and said, "Here, you're gonna take a cert- you're gonna take a CPR class and get a card." I was yeah. a twelve year old kid. I had nothing else to do. I did in elementary, and we had the dummy in the floor. You got the. But did they actually certify you? I had a card. Like you have to do the class, and you got to do the. Yeah, they give you the. Medical it's one card thing being shown in class, but you yeah. have to actually take. A course, but again, they've changed it, and I know that, or I don't know now. But back in the day, it was the uh, you know you, you tilt the head and the five breaths, or the you know mm-hmm. the, the sorry the the five pumps, the three breaths, or the two breaths. Is it two fingers under the rib cage. And then the baby, well, that's, the baby, you have to like, it's something different. You tap their back, or yeah, well, that's for choking and, and things. Okay, he's talking about CPR if it's yeah, yeah, yeah. vital. Okay, gone. Um, so yeah, it's it was the it was the five check for the breath, mm-hmm. two two breaths. I, I know that all that's changed now. So I would say you are into the somewhat confident category. But I'm not because I, I guarantee you I'm missing things, and I don't think the breaths are actually like a key component anymore. It's the chest compressions, which are probably yeah. the most important thing. But again, I don't know. I'm not I'm not certified. Well, I saw that video of that basketball player that brought the, you know, saved the ref's life, mm-hmm. and he did no mouth-to-mouth. It was just, all compressions? Yeah. All right, what are the songs? Right. What are the songs to, to uh, go... Uh, to compress by. <laughs> Here's a good one. Compression songs. All Star from, from Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Okay. Uh, Cecilia from Simon. Oh, that's a great song. Yep. Uh, Cecilia, 
You're breaking my heart. Nope, we don't want that one. Nope, nope, not a good one. No, no. All star. That all star is positive. All star is good. I can't believe you guys. Crazy in love. Uh, from Beyonce and Jay-Z. Uh, Cecilia, you're breaking my, my heart. heart. So, except for that The part. irony there is... It's not okay. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny in, the, in this cartoon that yeah. we're running out of uh, our minds right now. Here's another good one. I think this one's excellent. Dancing Queen from ABBA. That's a fantastic one. <laughs> um, we got uh, Hips Don't Lie. Shakira. Okay, Shakira. Yep. Uh, let's see here. There's Heartbreaker from Mariah Carey. Okay. Don't forget Me Too, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, you know, I'm such a fan. Yeah. So they just picked a BPM and they found yeah, all the songs. Yeah, they found, they found all the songs. Master of Puppets. Let's see. There's a. Uh, <laughs> oh, my da, God. Da, 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 yeah, yeah. Dance. yeah, but then you can have somebody drumming on you. <laughs> Here's one for Moon Riders on the Storm from The Doors. I'm not a fan, no, though. Oh, okay. You know that song, though? Um, Riders on, on the, the storm. storm. Hold on, let me take a nap. All right, now I'm back. Riders <laughs> on the storm. Wait, let me take another nap. Yeah, that Riders. doesn't seem like a good one. BG's staying alive. That's, yeah, that's, that's what. Is another staying one bites the dust? Simi charm kind of life. I don't know if that is. Is uh, another one bites the dust on there? Not on this list. <laughs> take it off. <laughs> take it off. Come it's on. It's not man. on this list. But um, I, unfortunately, I love the song Cecilia. But I think in this one, it is not a good confession. I think that's a bad one. Stay, just remember, BGs staying alive because that's yeah. and that's, maybe maybe that ooh. that that should be your resolution. How about this one? If one or two people do it out there that's listening to us, maybe we'll save some lives. Yeah, life is a highway. That's an easy song to remember. Yeah, I don't know. But everybody knows staying alive though. Yeah. So so uh, it's King Scott. Somebody uh, uh, needs reviving CPR. Confident, somewhat confident, not very confident, not at all confident, or you don't know. Not at all confident at the moment. I'm confident. I'm, I'm confident enough to react and and be a part of it. I'm not confident that if I'm being graded on it, I'm going to pass. With okay. What encourages me is that last night my wife was. We watched uh, Top Gun, the, the new one, dude, fantastic. But anyways, we were watching it afterwards. She's like, "We need to learn CPR." There you go. And I was like, "We'll hey, do it." Yes, we do. Don't just talk about it, do it. How about this? That's on her heart. It means something. How confident, if at all, are you that you could perform the Heimlich maneuver if needed to free the airway <laughs> of somebody who's choking? Um, again, confident enough to step in and go for it, but not confident that you're going to give me an A, a if I was being I'm going to go for the somewhat confident on that. So very confident, somewhat confident, not very, not at all. I'm mm. going to be in the somewhat confident category on that one. I'm... I'm going to go very confident because I learned the hard way uh, a while back before I was married to my wife. We uh, were eating at their house. The food I was eating was a little dry, and uh, the chicken got stuck in the throat. And her sister, one of her sisters, jumped up, came over to my rescue. She's like, ah. Oh, you know? so you were Heimlich. Yeah, and uh, she put her arms around me, and she's like, and then she was moving her fingers, shuffling around. Could like, you not speak? I like, mean, you were airway. No, I couldn't. And I was just trying to be, you know, calm. I stayed calm. I didn't get freaked out. And that's why it took him so long to realize I was joking because I wasn't making any motions. I was sitting there like, okay, it's going to go down. It's got to go down. But anyways, uh, she came over, put her hands on her so confidently, then instantly was like, uh, uh, how do I do this? And so it made me start laughing because no one knew how to do the Heimlich. And you made me start laughing. The food went down and I was fine. Wait, so she did it? She did the Heimlich? She no, she put she... her hands there and she's like, wait, how do I do it? <laughs> and then At least she tried, right? And then you're kind of laughing about it. And it made the food slide down. Dislodged the piece of chicken. So that works too. Maybe. 
<laughs> Whenever you realize you're just a, you're like, well, whatever. I guess. Oh my right gosh, up. dude! I, like even you just even tell the that way story, your guys. life was saved yeah. is odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you gotta be so weird about all of it? <laughs> I thought it was the best way to get saved, though. It was uh, I, I, I'm gonna say I'm somewhat confident. That made me nervous. Is it, even hearing that story, I, yeah. I, I probably the heard problem, that story before. The, the dumb part on my end is I just sat there calmly, like trying to. You know the signs, right? You're the the international. <laughs> yeah, the international sign for yeah. I'm choking is the the, the butterfly over, yeah. the, over the neck here, like the double hands. Oh, it's also putting it on Twitter. <laughs> yep. It's <laughs> supposed to announce it on Twitter Isn't first. everything. But, and, then, uh, <laughs> and then, have you ever had to save somebody from choking? I, uh, I did choking, one of my no. one of my kids. Oh, like a patting on the back, like a slap in the back, real hard. Uh, my son, it was, I'll never forget it. We were at uh, we were at Three Kings. You ever be that Three Kings? It's in on yeah. Manchester, uh, uh, on Delmar, in in Baldwin. Well, oh, I or at the that... airport. Yeah. No, um, not the Baldwin one. It was it was Father's Day, and my my son was two. My wife was pregnant with with our daughter. Oh, so he was little. Yeah, he was two little. Years two years, years old. old. And uh, that Father's Day, he he eating bacon, and. Choked on a piece of bacon, and he started turning blue. And uh, I was sitting next to him, and my wife starts screaming, and remained calm. I pick the kid up and I turn him upside down to shake his to pockets, shake his, get all yeah. the gold well, out. I wanted to see the, how much change he had, and I, <laughs> I yeah, I, I pat him on the back and I turn him upside. I don't know if that's the way to do it, but it did the job. Like, almost grabbed him by his legs and started sh- and shaking. It came out. Wow. Yeah, it was scary. Whoa. Yeah, it is. That was a scary situation. Yeah, because I know that that you're supposed to uh, try to clear the airways with, you know, I'm not, you know what, I'm not going to say it because I don't know what the thing is and I don't want to put the wrong information out there. But I know that there's, you know, clearing the airways with clearing the airways, the, the, the sweep, you know, they call yeah, it yeah, the, the sweep, finger. remember, with the finger. There was yeah. the... Uh, Pat on the back, depending on the, and, and that goes up to a certain age because you're not supposed to be doing Heimlich on, like you know, real small kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's all get CPR certified. And Why everybody, not? everybody out there. Yeah, please. But it makes sense. And I know the story of of the actual Doctor Heimlich who passed away at the age of ninety something years old. Came up with the whole Heimlich maneuver, obviously named after him, but actually got to use his own thing. In the late years of his life. Didn't we look that up once? I think so. Like, Dr. Heimlich actually used the Heimlich maneuver not too yeah, not too far away from when he died. Like, within, I think within the year or two. Like, actually was at a restaurant. Here it is. Dr. Heimlich. Dr. Henry Heimlich uses Heimlich maneuver to save a life at 96. 96. Wow. The surgeon employed the anti-choking technique that bears his name to dislodge hamburger from a woman's airways in a retirement home. Wow. Yeah, he was uh, this week, age, uh, someone's life. I'm trying to find out if he was 96 or if she was 96. It looks like he was 96. This this was a a report that came out in 2016. And then when did he die? Um, Well, he's not... uh, Oh, yeah, so fellow resident, 87-year-old Patty, who was quite new to the facility, sat down near Heimlich for dinner when she suddenly began choking on a piece of hamburger meat. A member of the staff was heading over to attend the emergency when Heimlich calmly stepped in. 
I did the Heimlich maneuver, of course. Well, he goes, I got this. You know the Heimlich? I, it's named after me. I have a maneuver. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Points to names. What, I mean, what are the odds <laughs> of the guy being there? Uh, right, yeah. Sure, Heimlich. Yeah, yeah, if you want to, that. if you get a choke on something, mm-hmm. that's the guy to be next. That's to. the guy to be next to, or have him <laughs> in the vicinity. Yeah, you always feel I, confident eating around him. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, everyone always wanted to sit at this guy's table. I'm not sure why. Okay, so I, I'm gonna say I'm somewhat confident, not not 100. percent By the way, and it says that that is not the only approach. Turns out the Heimlich maneuver is not the only approach. Uh, uh, approach, and in some cases, may not even be the best one. Well, yeah, you, always a good uh, front kick to the sternum. That works too. Helps, like just a good hey yeah, <laughs> just right up a good front kick to the sternum will dislodge anything. A good tickle. That's the, my maneuver. By the tickles. way, they're called abdominal thrusts now, as opposed to. Well, I mean, I think Heimlich maneuver is also what it's still what I mean what we know it as, but I think when they're teaching it, they're, they're not they don't say here the is Heimlich? the Heimlich maneuver really. But that's what no, it is. I think, I think it's abdominal thrust is what, what they So they took it. So the man dies and they take it away from him. How brutal. He proved it works and then they take it away. His legacy. Ah, I mean, That's a bunch of bunk. Okay. Okay. Meanie pants. Another question. One more question. How confident are you that you could land safely a passenger airplane in an emergency situation relying only on the assistance of air traffic control? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, you, have, have you seen that video that's circulated for the last couple of years? It's the guy that it's it's there's there's two of them, but there's yep. one that and it, and it talks about he was a he was with a pastor and the pastor was a pilot and and he passed out and he sat there and the guy came on the airways. This is like over Norway or someplace or maybe somewhere up north, and the visibility was crappy. I mean, all the conditions to land a plane were already difficult enough for a professional. Mm-hmm. And this guy said a voice came over the the radio and it said you have to listen to my voice if you listen to my voice and you do what i tell you to do you will survive if you do not and you take it into your own hands you will not survive this you have to listen to my voice and he said i had to listen and go against intuition and go against this and go against that and listen to every word this person said and he safely landed the plane that's incredible and then he gets down to the to the ground. And he wants to thank all the air traffic controllers for helping him bring the plane in. They go, "We never talked to you." Right? They were never there. No, it was not Whoa. one of those stories. It was it was, it was, it was a very real story. But that's like yeah. I'm Robert Stack, and this is Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> but wasn't it also some annoying thing where the the pilot said he passes out in certain conditions of weather or something like that? Oh, I don't. Yeah, know. maybe you shouldn't be a pilot. Yeah, if that's you pass out at certain in certain weather conditions. Jeez, but maybe yeah, let's the, not be a pilot. I think uh, if if you're if you have the ability to stay calm, and I mean that's what pilots have to do is you just have to be calm, and like he said, listen to that. So voice. could you do it? Yeah. Are you very confident? Somewhat confident? Not very confident? Are not at all confident? Um, I'll say somewhat confident. With the assistance of air traffic control, I'm going to go with the somewhat. Yeah, I'm going to go very. And honestly, You're going to go very. Yeah. I think it would be extremely important to have that confidence to do that and that trust to be able to trust somebody you don't know, a vo- just, a, you know, a voice. Also, and, and you know, 
I hope I'm not throwing my dad under the bus or anything for for saying this, but like pilots in general have to have a level of arrogance that's pretty exceptional. And that's what you want. That's what you have to have. I mean, this person yeah. is piloting. It's worked, you know, it's like it's a hunk of metal in the air. With people and in a landing called a controlled <clears throat> crash. I mean, it just, every landing is a controlled crash. If you just think of it reasonably, it's just one of the most irrationally crazy things on, on earth. And my dad, you know, was, was in the military and, and he said, he's like, if he want, he, he was like, if, if the pilot that's flying the chopper that he's in or, or whatever it was, wasn't the most a- arrogant SOB in the, in the area, he didn't, he didn't want to get in the plane. He's like, they, I need that. I need him to be as arrogant as possible and know that he can do this and he will do this. And he, because, yeah, you want, hey, can you, can you fly and yeah. land this thing? Hell yeah, I can. That's what I mean. Like, I don't want a guy life. going, yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> and so, I mean, can so, you fly and land this thing? Yeah, probably. So if you're in an emergency situation, you not only have to have the trust in, in that voice and the, and the calmness to do what they say, but you have to have a level of confidence, the somewhat confident to very confident. To well, pull it off, don't you? The reason you have to is because, um, you. I mean, there's only two options here. Right. So why would you not just, you know what, I'm going to focus on staying alive option. That's right. You better find no the need. confidence. I don't want to know yet what the other option is. I'm ready for this one. And also I want to get in the press and have a really cool accolade of me landing a plane. No, it's kidding. But, yeah, the... Uh, but also, the reason I'm also extremely confident is I saw a Bugs Bunny episode once, and they have air brakes. Okay. So you don't have to worry about crashing if you have the air brakes. You see what I'm saying, though? The confidence is super important. You have to have it. Now, what if there was no... Or find it. What if there was no air traffic control assistance? That's a different game. But I think I think all I three of us could land that. Oh, I really do. Are you do. crazy without, without help? Think of... I got a buddy that does... No, with, with help. With help, said without yes. help. No, no, you think I could land a plane yes. without help? Very much so. See, there's the arrogance. I'm going to go with the... That's the confidence I'm looking I'm for. I'm going to go with the not at all confident on that one. Dude, I don't know. I, I How into how intuitive is is a cockpit? Oh, I man, there's know. a lot It also of depends on the plane. If you're in a jet, that's a different game. I'm, I'm thinking prop. You know? oh, like but if you're in a jet, that's a whole different ballgame. I got a buddy that's that's flying right now. He's getting his license or just got his license, and he's been doing these solo flights and all that. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like, it's just... He's like, it's a spectacular, spectacularly low amount of hours that you need to get a license. No, I, I don't like, like that. Well, I, I, that's what I said <laughs> yeah. in, in the parking lot when he told me that. I was like, well, I don't want to hear that, yeah. man. I don't like that. And you got to learn instruments. Uh, I had a buddy. He's now uh, now teaching folks to fly, and he's uh, worked out of spirit for a long time. Like He started as a teenager, and now he's an instructor himself. But he flew to a wedding in Indiana on a little prop, and it was such bad storms they keep the— Towers kept making him go around and stuff like that, but it was like so violent and shaking. It took him something like five or six hours to get from back from there to St. Louis, and he had the whole time he had to just stare at his instruments. He couldn't look outside; he just had to read the instruments inside to see where he was at and just trust that those are. And you uh, think that accurate. we have if, even that's know which instrument we're looking at? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to look at that one that's doing the level. It thing. would definitely <laughs> have to have to be certain conditions for me to uh, <laughs> yeah, have, yeah, yeah, have that's a chance. Yeah, is it the most perfect yeah, April yeah. day Beautiful of all time? Day. And I do want to say thank you to all these CPR instructors who are hitting us up, going, "Hey, we'll yeah, please, yeah, we'll we'll help you out if you if you want us to come in and you know 
Yeah. We'll oh. take one up on Greg, that. Greg, by the way, because I mentioned that finger sweep, that was something they taught me back in the 80s when I was first doing these things, or not, you know, early 90s, whatever it was. And he said, do not do the finger sweep. And I think I remember that when that changed because yeah, it was about I saw, I saw people biting down. I saw that somebody said that you can actually push it farther down in. Yeah. Oh. And, and, and the bite thing, you could lose a finger. Yeah. Um, and he also said that it's, it's called abdominal thrust because the Heimlich family was suing for naming rights, or there was some sort of uh, thing there with naming? Oh, like, fine, we just won't call it Heimlich. Right. So We'll call your bluff. I guess that's... Well, all those Heimlich Maneuver t-shirts and stuff like that, it's merchandise. Man. Come on, man, you got to take advantage. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> must, I was, must be. I was in a uh, in a tiny plane, and I, and I thought, man, what if the pilot did pass out, or I knocked him out? Could I take this thing home? <laughs> if <laughs> I knocked by, him out. And by home, I mean back to the airport. But so we were going from the island of Puerto Rico to a little island mm-hmm. next to Puerto Rico called Vieques. And you can only get there um, with this little... A puddle jumper. Yeah, a little prop mm-hmm. plane. And uh, my wife and I get on the plane, and there's another couple on with us. Uh, the one woman who was with us, we didn't know them, cried the entire way. She oh sobbed. She sobbed. That the has entire, to be worse than a baby. The, the entire way. That has to be worse. And it than was a baby. like a. Ha- it was a half hour flight. It was, it was over water. Was it a little bouncy? Those prop planes. Can be I thought it was bouncy. cool as hell. I mean, we weren't that high. We weren't that high. Um, yeah, and yeah. I got to sit next to the pilot. Yeah, it's da- oh, it's damn, that'd be so cool. It's damn near like parasailing. Yeah, <laughs> in a plane, you're just flying over. You the You almost water. feel like what, you could stick that? your hand out of the window and and you know, man. Feel the water as you're going by, but this woman cried the entire way. Yeah, so all the guy was doing was, how do I book a boat back from the island we're landing on? Well, it was a half-hour plane or an eight-hour oh, you know, boat ride or something. It wow. was crazy. It was crazy. You know, I think it was like you have to wait eight hours in the boat rides, you know, an hour or two or something. Right, and, right. Or take the the 30-minute puddle jumper. Which Oh, dude, speaking of airplanes, and before we move on to the teamers, remember the day. Dude, did you see this this story? It, it happened over the break. Um, headline, Alabama airport worker dies after being sucked into jet engine. Oh, no. I hate those. Uh, didn't see that. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, it's a true no. story. And I'm reading this from uh, Popular Mechanics. Because Popular Mechanics, they give the like the science behind it. Death by ingestion is uncommon but not unprecedented. A ground support worker at the Montgomery Regional Airport, that's in Alabama, died after they were ingested into the engine of a regional jet on Saturday. And that's according to the NTSB. The Envoy Air Embraer 170 jet was parked at the gate with the parking brake set when a ground support personnel was ingested. So, user error, like, walked in the wrong place? Or just random circumstances? It was just a random accident. I don't know if the, if the engine's supposed to be on like that when parked at the gate, but something happened and this guy got too close and got sucked. Oh, it's probably something he does every day, you know, numerous times. And- Envoy Air is a, wholly, is a wholly owned subsidiary of American Airlines, which sent a statement that it was devastated by the accident involving a team member who's yet to be named. Uh, while injury or death from jet engine, and they're call, they call it ingestion, jet engine ingestion is uncommon. It is not unprecedented. In 2008, Boeing highlighted the dangers of ingestion in a company magazine saying that in about 40 years of operating Boeing 737 Model 100 and 200 airplanes, there have been 33 reports of ingestions, oh, with gosh. one of those causing death. 
Only one, one of the 33. Well, remember, we heard of one a couple of years ago where he, the dude went through and he had a helmet or something. The helmet, like, stopped the, I don't know what they're called. He came out the other side? Or blades. I, I don't or he got gummed up in there? I don't know hey, what happened. Hey, somebody could stand oh out of the engine. Gosh. But he survived it, and and we were all dumbfounded. Yeah, and uh, I can't imagine his ears now. Youch. Oh, hearing-wise? Yeah. I mean, just. Somebody get Carl out of the engine. That is awful. Boeing said four <laughs> fatal ingestion incidents had occurred on 737 Model 300, 400, 500, and next-generation airplanes in the same period. While Boeing's article focuses on the company's 737 airplane, the aircraft manufacturer says the risk of danger exists on all airplane models. You know, when you read the stats as far as the aviation world goes, you know, ground, you know, ground support crew and— right. It's relatively safe. Like, there's not yeah, a I mean, lot it, of accidents. I mean, if you think about it, there's tons of people around these things all the time. And 33, would you say 33 in a year or 33 in the last whatever? Of four, out of 40 years, 33. Oh, that, and that's, I mean, and that's, that's, that's being sucked up into the engine. Isn't it weird if you just are really alert and you're paying attention to your head's on a swivel? How successful your day at a job? Well, and they, be? and they have, they probably have so many safety protocols. I can't imagine. Yeah. But I mean, you're you're you have to always have your head on a swivel out there. I mean, had, airports are busy. I had a buddy that, that worked at Lambert that did baggage. He did the you know he was the baggage. You get to drive a little car uh, around. Stuff. I guess so. I, ah. I I think he was a part of that, and he was l- loading planes and all that. And he was he was like the most dangerous things I do is I try not to get my foot run over by a trailer. Yeah, because they're just flying around all the time. Or so are the but planes. But what is that? What does that do to the body? Like I wonder. I don't want to know. I really don't. I, at this point, I just I. I don't want to like know. it's a real question. Like, does it chop it into little pieces? Yeah, is it mm. one of those things where you would rather go than survive it? Like, does he get sucked up and it's like death instantly, or is it a you know death afterwards? Wasn't there a video? Wasn't there a video that we saw? It was like on a, not an aircraft carrier, but it was like a jet, like a fighter jet or something, and it was like the back. Did the um, guy come out the other side? I feel like we've seen something. I feel like, like that. we've seen that too, right? Yeah. And it goes, it's all smoky, and all of a sudden he's. Yeah, he or comes was, out, his hair's up and singed. A, or was that got, a Hot Shots? Uh, it may have been. It might have been Hot Shots. And I'm being serious. I know. <laughs> it might be. Was uh, his hair up and singed and he's got like. Yeah, you can see his like, bones. Skeletons. Like all like schmutz on his face. No. Hang on. Let's see. Yeah, that is. Uh, it's wild. Yeah, what does that do to the body? Dangerous the equipment is that is used there, but how. Rare accidents happen. Right. It's amazing. I mean, that is... Because prop planes are dangerous, too. Ah, you know what? I don't even want to do this. I'm not doing Oh, it. you see it? No, I'm just... Uh, you know, you type in... I put I put hotshot scene sucked in jet engine. And uh, Other a, things came up? Other th- you know, like videos. Related videos? Videos, uh, and it's got, like, an arrow pointing towards this guy, and he's going towards... And I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, right. I'm not well, doing it. fine. I'm not a young man. Fine. This is a young man's game. Fine, we'll move on. Speaking of hotshots... <laughs> <clears throat> And it's brought to you by Hot Shots, not the movie, but uh, Hot Shots Sports Bar and Grill. <laughs> the proud sponsor of Team Riz, visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz. From Troy, Illinois, Billy Wood is our team. Yeah, Billy. Billy. Billy considers himself to be a Rizvangelist. Billy turns uh, the Riz show on every day at work and has gotten everyone to listen along with him. Thank you, Billy. Loves Match Up with Moon, loves the Friday Fails, and all the witty banter between the fellas. Uh, Billy Wood from Troy, Illinois, is our Team Riz member of the day. Gets a super sweet Team Riz member of the day soccer jersey. Please get yourself signed up. Even if you were signed up from last year, 
You got to re-sign up this year for 2023. 1057thepoint.com slash Team Riz. Uh, you have a this video the, up? This is the video we saw. Of a guy. Oh, my God. He got sucked through that's, the engine. That's the one. That's and the he's one. out the other side. That's All the right. one that we saw. Not from the movie. This is not a movie. This happened four years ago, four or five years ago. Or at least the video was was up. And he on came the out the other side. Smithsonian Channel. Um, yeah, I think that's the one that he survived. And we saw that video when it happened, or when it came out, and we were like, I cannot believe this. Wow. Yeah, he came out the other side a better man. Wow. Yeah. Now, let's it, do this. What? It just, I mean, <laughs> wild, wild. That's wild. All right, we'll take a uh, quick break. We'll come back with news. Oh, speaking of speaking of airlines, you see what Southwest is doing to make good? No. Is this is this good news or bad news? Well, I mean, it's it's at least something. Okay. If you had a canceled flight or a, a flight that was significantly delayed over the holiday break and you flew Southwest, pay attention. Hey, Moon here. 2023 is here, and our good friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, locally owned and family owned since 1976, invite you to come in for deals on new tires and expert auto service. Drive in today to make sure your family's vehicles are in tip-top condition for the harsh winter weather ahead. You know, Dobbs is the area's largest retailer of tires and expert auto service, and with 42 store locations to serve you, Dobbs is so convenient. No matter what you drive, car, light truck, van, SUV, CUV, hybrid, or EV, Dobbs has the tire brands you want at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. And the quality parts and state-of-the-art technology and diagnostics to service your vehicle right the first time. For new tires and for expert routine service, preventative maintenance, factory scheduled service, and complex engine and diagnostic repairs, whatever you need, you can count on the friendly and professional team of associates at Dobbs. Check out Dobbs deals on tires and auto service now at go2dobs.com. Then get into Dobbs to make sure your family's vehicles make it through the winter driving season. Remember, at Dobbs, you'll be in, up, fixed, and out the same day. 42 locations. Click on go2dobs.com today. Hey, this is Tina Belcher, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Hi, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Cams. 1057thepoint.com slash Riz, the socials at R-I-Z-Z. Show your emails. RizShow1057thepoint.com. I'm talking before the break about what your body would look like after being sucked into a an airplane engine. Because that, that, that happened to somebody in Alabama. I think over the weekend. A tragic story. Just, just a horrible accident. Did you, did you say what your body would look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what would being sucked into a jet engine do to your body? I'm going to assume it would not look like a body anymore. Yeah, in the video we saw, the Navy guy, I guess his helmet saved him. Yeah. Remember they said that, like, uh, that, that particular helmet, he just got, I mean, obviously he got lucky that he survived, but it, like, snapped a, a, one, of the, one of the blades or something like that, and the whole thing blew up and blew backwards. So what you think is his body flying out the back is just smoke and fire. Right. Yeah. And he was stuck in that. Thing. Well, I saw an interview of a guy who survived that, and he was, like, a handsome fellow before and afterwards he was a little plain. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I appreciate the trying, Scott. <laughs> but uh, Ken, who works up at Boeing, he sent an email. He says, in a standard passenger jet engine, there's nothing in front of the engine to stop somebody, somebody from being sucked in. In a fighter jet engine, there are static probes that, that someone's clothing can get, can get hung up on and then stop the, the engine from going. But basically, the titanium fan blades will turn somebody into a gelatinous goo. 
Oh my! If gosh. they go all the way through, and he goes, oh "Happy gosh. Wednesday, fellas!" All right. Oh my goodness! Well, thank you, Ken. Well, let's do some news. Oh yeah, we're gonna do some news. So we'll start with uh, this story: uh, an annual study, and it's done by United Van Lines, which is a St. Louis company. They look at how many Americans moved into and out of all 50 states. So it's a way to see how we're reshuffling ourselves and which states are attracting and repelling citizens. In these last couple of years, uh, 2020, 21, and 22, those were big years for big moves. Yeah. I bet you I could guess a couple of these. Well, let's talk about the highest percentage of inbound migration. Like, so what states are getting people? Uh, Texas? Uh, no, not in the top ten. Idaho? Not the top ten. Shoot. Uh, Florida? Or- Oregon? No, see, I would have said that same stuff. I would have said Texas. I would have said Florida. I would have said... Um, oh, I know one of them. Wyoming. It's down south. Al- like Alabama or Mississippi, one of those two. No. Uh, Alabama's number ten. Okay. Alabama, sir. The Carolinas. Sorry. South Carolina or North Carolina are in there. For the second straight year, Vermont saw the highest percentage of inbound migration. Vermont. Wow. Then Oregon, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Delaware, North Carolina, Washington, D.C., which counted as a state, South Dakota, New Mexico, and Alabama. Now, the most popular state to move out of was... California. California's number 10. Illinois. That's number two. Ooh. Uh, New York. That's number three. Missouri. No. No, but I do have something on them. Um, Or on us. (laughs) Oh, North Dakota. Um, Uh, No. Mississippi. Congratulations to the Garden State, New Jersey. Oh. Stinking it up again. The most popular state to move out of was New Jersey. For a fifth year in a row. And they're going to Vermont. Yep. Probably. No, I, I know for a fact that most of the people from New Jersey are moving down to the Carolinas. That's the new Florida, huh? Without they go having... from New York and New Jersey, and they go down the Carolinas. Carolinas are beautiful, man. And most of the people from Carolina that I know, like, you know, b- born and raised, they don't like to talk about it because they don't want people there. Yeah. <laughs> so New Jersey, Illinois was second. People moving out of New York, Michigan, Wyoming, Pennsylvania. Wyoming was odd. Wyoming for in or out? For out. I wonder if that was a lot of... The L.A. folks that moved there temporarily, and then yes. they went, ah, oh, I bet I you. It's too much space. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right, because that was like a hot place to move. Mm-hmm. Too much space out here. Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, Nebraska, Louisiana, and California. Now, several balanced states saw about the same number of residents moving inbound as outbound. Missouri was one of those balanced states. Like, we were like one in, one out kind of thing. We got that velvet rope, you know. <laughs> A, and a, a guy standing with a clicker. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. you gotta wait till somebody goes out. All right, that's one guy just crossed the river. All right, now you can go. <laughs> the top cities people were moving into, surprisingly, St. Louis not on the list. What? But the top city is is a place where I've been. I have a dear dear friend that that lives there. I actually have a couple dear friends that live in this particular city. That the most people are moving into. It's Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, and that's where my buddies are from. It is freaking gorgeous, dude. Yep. It's so cool. It's the Hollywood of the East. 
it's, it's like Wilmington. Oh yeah, they have a big yeah, uh, Wilmington. That's where Dawson's a, Creek and all. Yeah, that they have a big. Uh, oh really? Uh, movie yeah. studio there. And he is legend. I think they there. did some of the Avengers stuff there. Oh dang! Yeah, we got buddies from there that they've always said like, dude. It's it's a spot. It's a great place to be raised. They love it. I mean, they're close to, to the beach yeah. over here. They're close to the woods over here. I mean, it's kind yeah, of got went, it all. My wife and I went down there to go surprise a buddy uh, for his fortieth. And yeah, it's right on the beach. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Cape Fear is is right there. The movie you rented it? Did I, I I know of the movie? I think that was done there. Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard. But, I've heard it's a. Hot spot to move in. Wilmington, North Carolina, Bellingham, Washington, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Punta Gorda, Florida, and Flagstaff, Arizona. Those are the places where people are moving to. What's the thing about Myrtle Beach? I know I've been there many times at the it's House of Blues. It's the crocodile or the uh, alligator farm. Oh, the alligator farm. Yeah. That's right. And then it has that cool that mall. Right off you... of the alligator farm, there's that weird convenience store that has a bazillion hot sauce. Oh, you've, yeah. been, to, you've been to Myrtle Beach? It's nice. Oh, I've been there. There's I a, love there's Myrtle. There's a real nice House of Blues yeah, that, a, that, that does the well one. there. We've been there a lot, but only in that area. But there's always some, is it like a golf mecca? What is there? There's, there's, so, there's something there that like brings there. people in, seasonally speaking. What is it? Summer. I mean, it's... Yeah, the water... It's a hot spot. It's people vacation there. Yeah, but I thought it was. I thought it was like based on like a particular, like a, something like golf or something. Uh, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Do you remember when I, I when I said inbound migration? So it was Vermont was number one, uh, Oregon was number two. Like people moving to that particular state. Maybe this has something to do with it. Oregon is now the first state to uh, have legal hallucinogenic mushrooms, and that's now you could use mushrooms, psilocybin, the the magic mushrooms now in Oregon. More than one million state residents voted for the measure to legalize psilocybin therapy. It'll be two years before the state starts using shrooms in a therapeutic setting, giving them time to set up a framework. So you won't be able to grow psilocybin, take take it home, or or leave a therapist's office under the influence. Uh, and and the magic mushrooms won't just be used for therapy. Anyone twenty one or older who passes a screening can access the services for quote unquote personal development. Huh. That seems like a pretty big umbrella term. Yeah, that is. That's a very hip thing to do now is microdose mushrooms. Yeah, and I, I was watching. Very hip. There's a couple movies uh, about about its effects, and there was like a show that they, they did each one. Uh, like each, you know, it was like marijuana was one and psilocybin was mm-hmm. the next. And I think they did, um, what was the, uh, the LSD? What, what's an LSD or what uh, is that? I'm not, I'm not super familiar with the stuff, but it was like, uh, they, they did like the effects of it and yeah. how, how these different medical trials and all that have affected people and what they've actually learned rather than just like the drama or the propaganda to, uh, you know, against it or for it. Some fascinating stuff, man. Some well, especially with the psilocybin, stuff. uh, the treatment of PTSD, yeah, dude. Like, there's, like there are some definite benefits. There is a real hope and like real use. And and I know you know we tend to be against this and that because it's been illegal or we've been told that it's this or something. But don't forget, like, well, because you, you have dopey people who are the poster children for. Oh uh, yeah, maybe so. For it, but like you know you got Tylenol and other things. Like we're putting a lot of stuff well, in our yeah, body the, that there's some somebody definite- told us is okay. In controlled environments, you right. know, uh, being dosed out by medical professionals, there are some definite. Benefits to using this stuff. Yeah. So being but, <laughs> being reasonable and let it being let allowing it to be tested on on these kind of things. Like But yeah. the poster children, it's you know, it's it's somebody with you know wearing a drug rug 
and has, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, has it washed their hair in you know well, in maybe, three months. Maybe they know something about life that I don't. I guess so. Mm-hmm. It's having fun, man. I'm willing. I'm willing to. I'm on a personal journey. <laughs> it's my personal development. I'm willing to say I don't know. Uh, Southwest Airlines is saying sorry for screwing up your holiday travel by giving you twenty five thousand frequent flyer points. Twenty five thousand will get you a flight. That's about three hundred bucks. I was just going to say. As far as flights go, that's about three hundred bucks. I used to collect miles. I had all the cards that collected miles. I was a platinum member. I was all this stuff, and I was like, man, I got damn near a million points. It was like four flights, guys. Mm. It wasn't much. So twenty five thousand frequent flyer points on Southwest is worth a little more than three hundred bucks in flights. Now, remember, they canceled more than 15,000 flights between December 22nd and December 30th. The flight disruptions started with a winter storm that swept across the country while other airlines were able to get back to normal after a couple days. Southwest, they they just had that problem getting crews and airplanes that were stranded far from where they were supposed to be. They were having problems getting crews and planes to where they needed to be. And we talked about this yesterday. Uh, Most airlines have a central hub, or maybe more than one yeah. hub, Southwest does not. And that's really what took them down. Southwest said, people booked on flights from December 24th to January 2nd that were canceled or, and I don't know what this means, significantly delayed, will get the 25,000 points. They're not saying how many passengers were booked on those flights, but uh, look into getting those points if uh, you're one of those people that were affected by either a cancellation or a significant delay. I wonder if they would be, I wonder if they've considered a hub or if it's better for their business overall or they've deemed it better for their business overall. I think when they started, the whole model was based on not having one. Right. I'm just saying like maybe, maybe if they were searching, maybe we could like raise our hand and be like, hey, we'll make a new airport in a better place with a better everything. Well, we've got this whole renovation thing going on. Okay. Got all that money being poured into the uh, into the airport up here. Yeah, well, it, it's our business card. Yeah. The nice thing is with that renovation, the big thing is they're going to steam clean the carpet. Yeah, I never know. I, it's always we're just like retroactively fixing something. Like, are we are we polishing a piece polishing of polishing a turd? Is, is that what we're doing? Oh, we move it around I mean, the uh, the deck chairs on the Titanic. Can we can we think ten or twenty or thirty years in advance and like, well, hopefully try to attract people? They're putting to our, a lot of money into this where they're supposed to. I mean, just like just don't forget, man. It's our business card. A lot of people were were fly through country, so if people are only getting the impression of St. Louis because of the airport, like many do. Let's make sure we're putting our best foot forward. Let's have some high standards. Let's impress people and make them want to come here. We like this place, don't we? Yes, I do. Uh, Amazon has begun dropping off customers' packages through their Amazon Prime Air Delivery service. They had started. The drones? The drones. It's currently only available in Lockford, California, and College Station, Texas, for now. They're testing, making sure everything's working all right. But the, the feature aims to deliver packages to people's homes within an hour by drone. And Amazon says the drones will fly at a quote-unquote safe height to the designated drop-off location and safely release the packages before returning to the warehouse. They will only operate during daylight hours up to five days a week. Amazon has upgraded the drones to withstand extreme temperatures, fly in light rain, and be quieter. Okay. So we're going to see how this works out in these little test locations. How big are they? Have you seen it before? Uh, I've seen a picture. All I'm imagining is 
Hoosiers shooting them out of the air. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Free air fryer. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that has to be like, I mean, you know, like if you tamper with mail, that's like a federal crime. I mean, how does. I mean, it's a stealing. So I wouldn't say it's a federal. I'm shooting your gun at something in a residential neighborhood is, is a crime. Yeah, good point. But I'm just saying. But isn't you, that considered mail? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. So I'm like, what, what are the what are the legal deterrents here from preventing? It's what, like what being a porch pirate. It's stealing somebody's package off their porch. Instead, now it's a drone. And a drone is an aircraft. So you're stealing an aircraft if you shoot it down or destroying an aircraft. I don't know how that would work, but I wonder. But is this it, is all I'm imagining is just people shooting these things out of the sky. Can you That's where pro- my mind goes immediately. Can you be prosecuted in the same way if you're if you're a porch pirate? Let's say you 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 take a package and it was delivered by a FedEx or UPS or something. Can you be prosecuted in the same way so. as if you tamper with United States? No, because it's service? a government. Government. The post entity? office is a government thing. This is tr- stealing. Well. Okay. Yeah, I wonder. I never thought about the difference between the two, but there is legally speaking, I guess. I'm sure. Wild. Yep. Uh, if you had a real Christmas tree this year, you may be thinking about how you're going to dispose of it. Well, here's a reminder. Uh, you could uh, totally just eat it. <laughs> okay. Like eat it. A couple years back, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I think we talked about this. There was a, an artisan baker and cook in the UK who wrote a book called How to Eat Your Christmas Tree. And it has uh, dozens of recipes uh, you could like make using your tree. And the author, the author of the book says you could pretty much eat the whole thing. And the trend may be picking up steam. Reports this week say that growing numbers of eco-conscious households are eating various parts before throwing them out. And the author confirms that it's gaining traction. The needles can be used like rosemary or bay leaves. Good source of vitamin C. They could also be crushed to flavor gin or vinegar. And the wood can be turned into... Uh, into pine ash, which could be used as a, a flavoring, as fertilizer for gardens, for cleaning your kitchen. Here's the author talking about it. How to Eat Your Christmas Tree is a cookbook that explores the unsung edible heroes of our forests, the humble Christmas trees and their evergreen friends. In the US and UK alone, 40 million trees are harvested and thrown away each year. My Little Green Cookbook's 22 delicious recipes with ideas such as Christmas tree cured salmon, spruce flavored ice cream, and Christmas tree alcohol. No, no I'm not going to eat my tree. I'm just going to throw it out. Christmas tree Thank alcohol. You. <laughs> you can make. I'm oh. sorry, Christmas tree alcohol? It's a dry January for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, any, not, I'm not going to eat my tree. Any word on the artificial ones? I no, can. I think you still put those in a bag and put that in the basement. I guess you could melt it into a bag. What are most people? Have... What, are, what are most people doing with those? Because our our family, the not my family, not my direct family, but my family that would have the real Christmas tree would put it in the lake. They have, live out in nowhere. Uh, there is a day where the sanitation department will will or whatever. Oh, they do. Oh, there's like a pickup or something. Yeah, there's a day. What if you? What if? What if you don't have something like that? What like what, what do people typically do? You better figure it out. Well, what do they typically do? Yeah, would well, you chop it up and dry it out? I guess so. I know that I think uh, Best Pro usually does stuff, maybe the Boy Scouts, something like that. But anyways, they I know they work with Missouri Conservation, and they collect trees, and they dump them in. In crappie beds and stuff? Yeah. 
where the conservation yeah, agency does that. Because remember, that's what that's what our family would do out yeah. in, out in the the lake out by their area, and then go fishing it a couple months later. So you're getting your food from the Christmas tree. Hmm. You know, like yeah, they, circle life, man. They they would strategically put it like, hey, here's a good fishing hole. Yeah, so the so the fish Whoop. go by it. Right. Yeah, but, but then you get your you get your line snagged on a tree. Uh, you know, you get your line snagged on a branch. It's well, pain in the ass. Yeah, we're not dragging many, the line. How many uh, hooks I've lost? <laughs> 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 to Jim's damn Christmas tree. And uh, finally, uh, in your news, I'm not sure which of these two stats is scarier. I, I want to say the the death one, but I'm also incredibly vain. Uh, a new study published in The Lancet looked at how important it is to stay hydrated. And the biggest stat they found was that middle-aged people are 20% more likely to die early if they don't drink enough water. But the second stat might look even scarier to you. Before it kills you, being chronically dehydrated makes you 50% more likely to look old. Wow. So researchers tracked people's health for 25 years. All the patients were 45 or over 45 when the study started. And the least hydrated ones were 50% more likely to show signs of early aging, including sunken eyes, sunken cheeks, dry skin. They were also more likely to have high cholesterol and high blood pressure. That's probably why they were 20% more likely to die young, or at least younger than the people who drank plenty of water. So if staying alive or looking young motivates you, drink your water. Yeah, there are also other things. I don't drink enough water. If if I was to do anything like change wise, resolution wise, drink water, just drink more water. Didn't you make that one last year? Yeah, then I I yeah. you see me carry around this all, all the time. Yeah, you see my trick. I drink a lot of water. Is I drink good. one of these in every break. I fill it back up, and I have to pee fifteen times through the show. Oh, well, it's a regular coffee cup. Yeah, but what I is just, that eight ounces? Yeah. Pro, uh, How much yeah. is it supposed to have? That's a lot. F- uh, four gallons a day. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure that almost you. a gallon, right? Oh, I don't know. Eight was it eight glasses a day. I asked you. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. But yeah, I try to knock it out in the morning, so that way if I get lazy in the afternoon, at least I had a whole bunch of water That's at some right. point. That's right. But but okay, so staying hydrated will keep you looking young. You don't want to look old. I would say on this show we're we're a, a young looking, forty uh, something crew. Mm-hmm. Right when I say I'm 44 years old, people go, "Oh, wow, you look good, yeah, like 42." You look 42. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. I mean, if that, maybe 41. But the science day. is in. People not drinking enough water can age you up to 50 percent faster. But but dehydration is not the only source of premature fogeyhood. We'll say. So what else makes you look old? Uh, number one, paying with a check. Yep, makes you look old. I'll For quit sure. doing that then. Using your phone to actually place a phone call makes you look old. Spending a free afternoon at the fabric store. I know you love it, but it makes you look old. Mm. How about this? Starting a sentence with, when I was your age. Wearing glasses around your neck with a chain makes you look old. (laughs) How about calling a hashtag the pound sign? (laughs) Pound? Right? Pound. The pound sign. Or even worse, the tic-tac-toe board. <laughs> you know what makes you look old? Using your shirt pocket. Having a shirt pocket. Dang it. Oh, no. What do you mean having a shirt pocket? If you wear a button-down, 
Sometimes you got that shirt pocket there. <laughs> My gum pack. The fact that you were like, sometimes, I mean, that made you look old. I use the shirt pocket every once in a while. Yeah. My kids are like right in the perfect uh, perfect age where they point out every single little thing that makes me look old, quote unquote. So I think old. a shirt pocket makes you look old? Oh, I don't know. Using it I don't even know. makes I, you look I old. I don't even know anymore. Going to the mall for a walk. Yes, that makes you look old. Using a shirt pocket just makes you look like you're a teacher. You know what I mean? I'm not opposed to it. Yeah. I mean, it's there. Like, my dad right now is probably using his shirt pocket. It probably has his two favorite pins, and there's something else in it. Would you trust a mechanic if he didn't have pens and, and papers and stuff of like that hanging out of his pocket in a shirt? Because they always have to have, like, a ton of things. Yeah, you have to have. Yeah, you pockets have to are, like, 50 pounds. The best is if you have a shirt that has a a pocket on it with a space for a pen. For the pen, yeah, the little loop. The, the little separate yeah, the, side the, pocket. The second pocket, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. That's my, my dad's got that stuff. Is I believe shirt. I own a shirt. Now, my dad has the, or has used to, he doesn't need it anymore, but like when he was in um, like teaching mode and the head of the department and whatever it was, he had a... Pocket protector. Yeah, the plastic I'm thing? Pretty, I don't know if it was plastic. White, you know. It, it was like a thing over here because it had like a couple things. Now, I don't think he wore that many times, but I've definitely seen a photo where he is full-blown, you know, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, pocket protector? Pocket protector. Wow. Yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't see many of those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know why? Because the pins, the quality of pins. The, is, is, they don't improved. leak. Yeah, you, that's, that's a prevent leakage and a ruining of a shirt. Yeah. Or putting the pen in your pocket without mm-hmm. clicking it closed. Makes sense. <laughs> I got things to do. I have no time to click it closed. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Other things that make you look old: uh, riding any kind of scooter that beeps when you back up. <laughs> Ordering anything from the Franklin Mint. <laughs> What's that? You don't remember the that, Franklin Mint? That's oh, where commemorative it, coins. They had. Oh, I had a lot of those. They had a. Uh, I saw this. St. Louis Cardinals train set from them, <laughs> and I was tempted. I'm like, huh. You don't remember the Franklin Mint? Oh, man, yeah, that's commercials all over the place to buy, like, commemorative coins of. Well, remember remember before Christmas we were talking about things, and you uh, really got a kick out of the fact that I get a lot of commemorative coins and different, like, rare coins and all that for uh, for Christmas. And you said something yeah, about, what you garbage know. that is. Well, no, dude, it happened again. We got lots of them. I, my son got some. My daughter's got some. Franklin Mint, still doing that thing. Mm-hmm. Still doing their thing. Well, In fact, they're, they're still... Black Friday deals are on their website. You hold on to some of that stuff, and it's very valuable in a couple decades. I got some, some cool of the stuff. Best sellers here. Uh, the two-headed Washington quarters, twenty bucks. That's a, what I mean, dude. For for forty-one dollars, I can get you from the Franklin Mint a birthstone guitar pick. For how much? Forty-one dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you would or, be. I think you would be pleasantly surprised, and 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 I mean, I think you would be really surprised if I were to gather the collection of coins and bills and different things that I have. I bet you would think the value was far lower than it actually is. Yeah, I think or, you'd be surprised, dude. I get you a USA States quarter coin guitar pick for twenty eight dollars. If you want a silver mercury dime, uh, silver mercury dime magnifying glass. $43, Franklin Mint. What is that? Um, what, what's that Van Halen thing? That is a licensed Eddie Van Halen 5150 Eddie Van Halen replica mini guitar. That, $63. That fits in your hand. Yep. You want that? Franklin Mint. Boom. 
Somebody's birthday's coming up. <laughs> no, and I'm getting you. All right, let's take a break. Pseudo Show, traffic and weather. Take a break. We'll come back with some of your emails. And uh, there was one topic yesterday that kind of hit as far as people have their thoughts in the emails. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was that Am I the A-Hole. Oh, yeah. Remember we talked about it was a father who kidnapped his kid to teach the mom, to a, teach lesson. The mom a lesson. For, for leaving the kid in the car while she went in the gas station. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll chop it up next. Hey, this is Nemus Rattel, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. Welcome back to the program. Uh, we'll talk to Chris Kerber in just a little bit. Talk uh, Blues hockey. Good win last night. Anybody watch uh, part of the game? I missed it. Dude, it was a, it was a wacky second period. Six goals scored in the second period, and it was the Blues scored, then the Leafs scored, Blues scored, then the Leafs scored. It went back and forth like that. Yeah, I saw the score. It was uh, it was a high. It was a great baseball game. <laughs> yeah, six to five, and and the Blues wound up winning in a in a shootout. Oh, that's what happened. So there's even more goals. Exciting. Exciting stuff. We'll talk to, uh, to Chris Kerber just a little bit. So if you want to schedule your days off right holidays so you can really have long weekends, here are the days of the week when, when some key holidays are in 2023 so you could plan around them. So, like, for example, um, 4th of July looks like a pretty prime opportunity for a super long weekend. So 4th of July this year is on a Tuesday. Oh. So 4th of July this year is on a Tuesday. So you could take Friday off and Monday off. Yeah, that's going to be great. Dude, there's so many people that heard that and just went, oh, yeah. Or you do, or you do, you work <laughs> Friday, you take the Monday, and then you take the Wednesday off. That's the perfect day for That's that. funny. It's January 4th, and a whole people just play. Yeah, July? July's going to be great. They yeah, just- July 4th is a Tuesday. Yeah, that is a prime opportunity for a really long weekend if you if you play it right. That is maybe the best day to have it, July 4th. Yeah. Yeah. For, for most, I'm sure this is going to you know, mess up some people's plans. Yeah, because if it's a Wednesday, you're then looking at two days, like a two-day buffer from the weekend on either side. So you'll have to take... Yeah. Some more days off if you want to really have a long weekend. I don't know. I think Tuesday is the, the ideal day. Yeah, even if you can't take off Friday, most likely you're taking off Monday, right? Yeah, and, and possibly the Wednesday. Because we like to get loaded on the 4th of July, right? Need to sleep yeah. it off on Wednesday, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like to sleep it off on the 5th. Right, I, fellas? I had a dry January. July is going to be wild. Yeah, it's going to be wet. What? <laughs> it's going to be a very wet July. Uh, Valentine's Day is on a Tuesday. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is on, oh, St. Patrick's Day, a Friday. That's dangerous. Uh, Cinco de Mayo is also on a Friday. Uh, Halloween is on a Tuesday. Christmas uh, in 2023 is on a Monday. And New Year's Day is on a Monday as well. Christmas on a Monday, that might be the worst. That's the trade-off for having 4th of July on a Tuesday. Really? I thought this year was. Don't the you worst. think so? Be, but no, because people always assume that you're going to get, let's say you're working like 
you know, a gnarly job, you really don't have a break during that period. You're probably mm -hmm. only getting Christmas Eve and Christmas off. So now you only get one day off. A lot of people out there that are like, oh. Yeah, but well, this year usually it was a the... weekend. Yeah, it's worse, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, because we got, because since New Year's Day was on a Sunday, everybody got the Monday off. Everybody got the Monday off? Monday was a national holiday. Well, that doesn't mean everybody got it off. Most people. Yeah. I mean, I just remember a time where I was working, I was working those days, and the only day I got off was Christmas. Hmm. Uh, some people had their thoughts as far as uh, emails go on our discussion yesterday from the Am I the A-Hole story. Yep. So, to paint the picture, Moon, paint the picture. What okay. was the story about? So, this guy was posting saying, hey, my wife, I found out that my wife with our young, I believe two-year-old or so, 18-month, two-year-old, something like that, was leaving him in the car seat while she would go in for a few minutes at a time into like a gas station or something like that with, with the car running. He's, when he found out about this, he said, hey, you, I, I'm not comfortable with that. Don't do that. And she said, okay, I won't do that. He pulls up to a gas station a few months later and sees his wife's car there running, and he pulls up next to it and sees that his wife is inside and his son is in the car. Exactly what he asked her not to do. She said that she would do it, uh, wouldn't do it. Six minutes elapses. He decides, I'm going to teach her a lesson. He takes the kid puts him in his car, parks somewhere else out of sight. She comes out, hysterically panics, looks around everywhere. He lets it go on for whatever number of seconds, I'm sure feels like an eternity to the I mother. I think right before she called 911. And goes over and says, I was here to teach you a lesson. She is extremely upset with him and th thinks that he should apologize. She, He is upset with her and says that this is all her fault and she should apologize for doing what she said she wouldn't do. Who is the a-hole? Yes, that was the story. And what was your thoughts? You thought... Your thought was ultimately a hole I, first. The the dad for stealing the kid or quote unquote kidnapping the kid to teach the mom the lesson. If there's a ranking, I think he's the the bigger a hole here as far as just because like why that's not that's not a nice that's not a kind thing to do to an enemy much less someone you love to put that kind of anxiety on a parental heart. I don't think that's okay. Did it say what town this was in? No, but no, but she. Also, they did say they live in a, in a nice area, a little crime. What I said is they're, they're both a-holes here. I think he should apologize first because he did a really damaging thing. Well, here's what uh, some people wrote. Uh, they wanted to weigh in. I was a little disappointed to hear Moon thought the man took it too far to take his own kid out of the car to scare the mother. Having so many children himself, I figured he would think differently. Is what the man did extreme? Maybe. But the possible consequences of the mother's actions even more extreme. If Moon was in the guy's shoes and he expressed concern about leaving the kid in the car, I guess leaving out the legalities of said action, she blatantly ignored said concerns. Yeah, which I th I said she should be apologizing for that as well. She's in the wrong there. I think that's that's a that's a violation of trust. Would you rather take an extreme action and teach her the lesson she'll never forget, or would you rather a stranger teach you both a lesson you'll always regret? No, because I'm not the judge and executioner here. And the reason that I'm going to stick with what I'm saying is because just because she wronged me doesn't give me a right to punish her. And that's absolute punishment. And, and, and that's it's a devastating thing to do to a, parent, to a parent's heart. And putting someone through that intentionally, I'm going to go ahead and say, in my opinion, is a wrong choice. That's not a, it's not a nice thing to do. So, yeah, she has wronged me in this, but like... To be the punisher in this scenario like that, I don't think that's right. No. Two, uh, wrong, two wrongs don't make a right. Another email as I listened to your conversation about who the a-hole is today. Uh, 
it's the mom for continually leaving her baby in a car unattended or the dad for taking the taking the kid. First of all, this lady continually left her baby unattended in an effing car. Unattended. She is lucky no one saw the baby and called the cops on her and had her kid taken away. Totally. I agree. I'm not defending any of her actions just because I'm saying he's also in the wrong. Nowhere just, just is that ever acceptable. If that were me, after the wife promised not to leave the baby alone again and, and did, I would have taken a video of the baby in the car that showed how long it was alone and given it to my divorce lawyer when I filed for divorce. She's lucky that no one had taken the baby. I would never trust her again with my child. And please don't say so. Uh, Don't say she deserved another chance. She jeopardized this kid's life numerous times. What a complete a-hole. And that's uh, somebody quite passionate about this, saying she is more the a-hole than the guy. So, um, again, I, I can see your opinion towards the gal being that upset. But that doesn't dismiss bad behavior doesn't dismiss other bad behavior you, you, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so I, I mean don't i'm 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 confused as to why we can't all agree that they're both in the wrong here they've both done these are bad these are both bad moves yeah i i agree with that but He's, if we were to rank if we were to rank who the bigger a hole is oh man i i i'm putting my myself in in the dad shoes and and almost irrationally thinking, seeing my kid in the car unattended after we had this conversation. Maybe, I don't know if that's something I would do, but I could kind of see it. I wonder, too, if he grabbed the kid and was like, I'm going home, and then he stopped. He's like, okay, no, I'm going to make her wait and see. You know, it's just one of those thoughts no. where he didn't really plan it out very well. But, yeah, and that's what I said, but too. But I, I think he's... Uh, He's fine and in the clear as long as he had a TikTok video he's filming mm. at the same time. Well, I, it's going to be a game of chicken on who who apologizes first. Well, th- and that's what I mean. And I and I'm with you. I said I think I even said yesterday I can understand him doing this in in the moment, thinking, oh, I'm going to teach her a lesson. This will be this is be this will be what I what I do, and this is the wise option. But at, in retrospect, you look at it and you look at the pain you just put someone through that you say that you love that you're trying to build trust back with with a relationship. That's not a healthy relationship if you feel like you're the punisher there and and then and do something and not obviously he's he's writing it because he knows there's a piece obviously, of him that did this wrong and and this you, woman you played is, it wrong. This woman is a moron. Okay. And, and maybe she needed to have that feeling to never do this again. I mean, to be the one that judges what feeling someone needs and then to Because obviously talking talking to this person, like the conversation we had about not leaving the kid unattended in the oh, car did needs, not work. Yeah, something needs to happen. Something needs to change. I just think that that was the wrong move. And in retrospect, he probably knows that and knows that he should say, listen, I was trying to teach you a lesson. I made the wrong choice here. It was not the right thing. I shouldn't have put you through that anguish. But forgive me for that. And now let's move on to the violation of trust that you that you did, and let's try to repair this. Because that's what a healthy relationship mm. does, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all trying to... Uh, another one. Morning, gents. Uh, situation worth debate. I usually end my workouts in the sauna to relax. Today, for the third day in a row, a man in his 40s turns music on his phone without headphones in the sauna. Oh, no. Jeez. Oh, no. It's so loud I could hear it over my headphones. I, like Riz, have misophonia. So this really bothers me. Misophonia is uh, and, uh, something I'm afflicted with, that certain sounds uh, send me into an uncontrollable rage. Um, I tried to power through it, but it was too annoying. I stood up, shook my head, and disgusted him. 
Should I have said something, would I have been the a-hole? Say something as in like ask Hey, dude, turn, turn it, it down. I think no. you're within your right. Yeah. Dude, like if you have boundaries, like don't be afraid to ask for them to be respected. Yeah, hey, man, I don't, I don't feel like listening to MC Hammer in the, in the sauna. Come on, man. Yeah, like, you're at the oh, gym. Man. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Hey, while I'm in here, could you just, could you not do that? I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just a bunch of naked guys in the sauna here. Just come on. Yeah. Let's keep it to ourselves. Hey, and if we're going to blast something, like put on some PM Dawn or something a little more chill. We're just a bunch mm-hmm. of guys just all sweating <laughs> in our towels, you know, nothing underneath, <laughs> relaxing. I'm in my own world, man. I don't want to hear your stuff. I think it's all right. It's okay to stand up for yourself. You would not be an a-hole if you asked a guy to, to, to turn it off. Why, does, why, does, why, do, why do people think that, like, kindly asking for something is an a-hole move? That's why you, you, you know, I'm because always, you don't I'm always want, getting I'm always getting crap from people because I'm direct. Because you don't want to be perceived as a Karen. But no, but nobody's... Like, who cares what you're perceived as? I'm just a human being asking for something. That's all. Like, what happened? Is this real Look life? Look at Moon asking for something to make himself feel comfortable. What a Karen. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, I just don't get it. Ugh, annoyed I mean, by somebody else's noise? What a Karen. Yeah. Uh, I think I, th- I, th- I think the complaining elsewhere is the real is it a fear s- of quote unquote Karen maybe it's a fear of confrontation well if you're you're a big boy take care of yourself sorry but I, I know this is a tough world but communication is a part of it and we're gonna have to figure it out yeah we're gonna have to wrestle this out life is right fair. here in the sauna <laughs> life isn't fair and sometimes you just gotta you know be just be a big boy I'm gonna put some water on the hot rocks and we're just gonna wrestle it out let's do it <laughs> how, how has this become a difficult thing? I'm somebody that, like, legitimately was wrecked day in and day out going into school because I was so afraid of everybody and just the anxious, the anxiousness and all that. And if you don't overcome it, it overcomes you. You just have to just go. Just open your eyes and, and just have some spine and say something. And, and not even rude. Like, do it with a, a kind heart and just say, excuse me, can we... Postpone the MC Hammer part. Yeah, I don't feel like listening. I've got six minutes. C- could you give me that? And if I don't not, want to listen okay. to TLC Waterfalls when I'm in here. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the right choice. I don't know. Let's talk it out. Maybe you make a friend. Who knows? Yeah. It also depends on what he was listening to. Well, what did he say? It was it was it was MC. No, Hammer. no, he didn't. I made. Oh, that up. I made that. I up. thought that was real. I was no, like, this no, is a I, really. I made that up. <laughs> this is a I made really that unique up. scenario. <laughs> Man. Does it depend on what he was listening to? I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if he plays your favorite song? No. What? It's it's not something you want to hear. Well, yeah. You probably want to hear nothing. But what if he play? What if he plays something, and you and it's from your favorite artist, and it's like a deep cut, and you and hey, um, hey, I'm Scott. Uh, I normally don't listen to music. This is kind of weird, but uh, you're into so and so, huh? You're into Bob Seger, are you? Uh, let's talk Bob Seger. Yeah, and then he goes, hey, man, we're in the sauna. You're hitting on me. That's just, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Well, yeah, you got to start that off, say, hey, uh, I'm Scott. You come here often? <laughs> and by the way. No, no, what I'm saying is there's music being played. Let's say it's death metal. Okay. As opposed to. Yeah. Poker. Uh, as opposed to Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Are you not going to say anything to the death metal guy, but say something to the Simon and Garfunkel guy? You know what I'm saying? 
Um, Did the amount of tattoos play into it? No, that that wouldn't. But I, no, yeah, song, so I don't think Simon Garfunkel people would intimidate me. The song their choice, tattoos the song and, choice probably would. I'd be like, I, I, <laughs> this sounds like a joke. Death metal enthusiast walks into a sauna, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> plays Extol or, or, or Opeth. I think I would comment, and I even like that band. I love that band. I would say like, oh man, I do, do you do you listen to this? Often or if they're in the listening sauna? to that kind of music, they're more apt to hit you. No. no, I don't know. No, first of all, that's where you're wrong. That's a bad because uh, that's like the Swedish Norwegian music scene anyway. So yo, they're used to saunas. Metal they fans, well, don't they cannibalize people? Metal fans are no. typically the most peaceful and loving people I've met in in that whole scene. I'm and I'm telling you, have go, you hung go, out with them in a sauna though? Go to a metal show. There's some, I've been to. A there's metal some show. of the most welcoming and just lovely. Oh no, they bases. are very welcoming into that lifestyle. Hey man, I'll I'll guide you. Uh, yeah, the, the fan base is like. A, a rad fan base. Rad fan it's base. It's Simon and Garfunkel fans. No, no, man. I wouldn't mess with them. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, all right, let's say... They'll throw uh, the hot coals on you. Mm-hmm. You know, Cannibal Corpse, the guys listening to Cannibal Corpse, and uh, the other guys listening to Donna Summer. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think of some extremes. Both intimidating. Yeah, Cannibal Corpse versus the Carpenters. <laughs> the Carpenters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I, I, I think I would say... I think I would instantly just be like... Whoa. Never thought about listening to music during the sauna. How I'd be long, afraid of damaging my phone, by the way. How long have you been doing it? Oh, yeah. Aren't you not allowed to have that stuff in there? You would definitely damage yeah, it. Yeah, that's can... what... It's be too warm. That's strange. Yeah. Hey, man. Airbuds, I hear, do better in the heat than the uh, iPhone. And uh, one final email is, uh, as much as I like the pick'em challenge, our football pick'em challenge, uh, Fastlane not playing the same game as the race show. If they don't have the punishment to fear them, then the fear does not play a part. And if there is one week where they picked for Matt Holiday, their whole week should be a loss. I agree. That's 100% cheating. We, we said that since like yeah. week three. Just my two cents. Can't expect to win when you play against cheaters. Yeah, when fear doesn't play a part of your picks. Big time. It's a different game. Really is. It's a different game, folks. Really is. Shame. Yeah, it's a bummer. We'll see. We'll see what happens next year. All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, before the break, though, we got crap on celebrities coming up next. I'm gonna play you, and Scott. Um, I'm gonna ask for the first caller, and I'm gonna give them tickets to go see Dan Cummins over the pageant January 26th. So I'm gonna play a uh, a montage of songs, and I'm looking for one answer. If they could tell me what these songs have in common. First person will get the uh, the Dan Cummins tickets, all right? Dang. So I'm going to play a montage of five songs. And you tell me what these songs have in common. First person, 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. First person to give them the answer will win Dan Cummins tickets. What? Do I get, if, I, if I get it, can I get the tickets? I'm so stoked for this show. So stoked. Dan Cummins? Yeah. Oh, me too. I am so excited. Yeah, and somebody said, since I'm doing a dry January, it's going to be a, a, a dry Dan Cummins show for, for Riz? You like, can, man, I don't know. But by that time, the 28th, I've, I should be... Yeah, you don't need it. I should you, be all right. You don't need it to have Or I'll be time. really fiending for a drink. All right, what do these <laughs> songs have in common?
do those five songs have in common? Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, that was a Queen song. That was a Bowie song. That was an Elton John song. And Band on the Run from Wings. What do those songs have in common? There's one thing I'm looking for. I don't know. Well, we'll find out after somebody figures it out after the break. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. I gotta tell Scott the answer. He's gonna, yeah, you can't figure it out, can you? Do you know what the answer is? You want to say it right now? No, no. say it. You don't know it. Do you know the answer? Hey, what's up? This is Kevin Heffernan. You might know me as Rod Farver from Super Troopers. Yeah, this is Steve Lemmy. I'm Officer Mack from Super Troopers. And you're listening to The Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. Hey, Riz, happy birthday, man. Douche. That's not nice. So I played a little montage uh, before the break. I'll play it again. I asked you guys, so uh, what do all these songs have in common? I was asking for the first caller to get through and give me the answer. Give me Dan Cummins tickets. Moon is baffled. I really, I mean, I had a couple guesses, and they're all, they're all wrong. All right, let me play the montage again. What do all these songs have in common? David Bowie. That was? I don't know that. Gene Genie. So as you eat your banana, looking at me. Uh, hey. <laughs> yes. Any, any. I mean, my first, my first thought was, is it like uh, same songwriter? And then I thought, oh, maybe all these people have sold their catalogs recently. And then I thought, oh, maybe everybody has a pseudonym. All the frontmen have pseudonym. But then. All those are wrong. Let's see if uh, Ryan in DeSoto knows the answer. Uh, Ryan, what do all those songs have in common? Those songs were released in 73, and they're 50 years old this year. Boom. Ryan got it. Nice. All those songs from albums that are 50 years old this year. 50 years 50 old. 50 years Amazing. old. Amazing. Right, and I Ryan. didn't realize the Beatles, right? That Was that one of those in there? Uh, no, that was Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Oh, okay. McCartney okay. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks. Congrats, you got Steve. Ryan's info, right? Yeah, yeah I okay. got Ryan's 73. Yeah, congrats, on him. <laughs> He's going to go see Dan Cummins on the uh, 28th over at the pageant. 73. 73. Yeah, Dark Side of the Moon from Pink Floyd. Uh, self-titled debut record from Queen. Aladdin Sane from David Bowie. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from Elton John. And Band on the Run from Paul McCartney and Wings. All came out in 1973. Hmm. All, all right, so you want some other... other kind of year stats. Yep. 40 years ago this year, Metallica's Kill Em All. Whoa. So that'd be oh. 1983. Def Leppard's Pyromania, U2's War, Bark of the Moon from Ozzy Osbourne, Synchronicity from Police, all turned 40 this year. That war record is... What's on that one? Um, I don't want to miss misquote it. Let's see. War, U2. Let me give it... Wheels on the Bus is one of them. <laughs> That's your I don't one. think so. <laughs> Uh, let's see. That's on the Indonesian import, oh, the yeah. B-side. The track listing, this is always uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday starts okay. it. Okay. Then Seconds, then New Year's Day, then Like a Song, then Drowning Man. Side two is The Refugee, Two Hearts Beat is One, Red Light, Surrender, and 40. What Dang. a 
record. I don't think I've ever listened to that record record full way through. This, I'm not a huge U2 fan. I, I like the I like the more rocking stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but this is like, and it's so. Um, I don't know if they did the whole song in that like house, but they did like I think the Sunday Bloody Sunday thing in that house. I mean, it's all it's so crummy sounding and still so beautiful sounding. It's just like it's just locked in in this luck pocket or this skill pocket. I'm not sure what it which it is, but it's one of those that definitely is a um, the alternative radio spectrum owes so much. Well, New Year's Dance, Sunday Bloody Sunday. I mean, I just huge songs. It, we owe so much. The whole format owes so much to the war record and the boy record. And oh, well, record. speaking of the format owing a band something, uh, 30, turning 30 this year. That would be a release in 1993, uh, Nirvana's In Utero. Whoa. Wow. That's 30 years old this year. Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, 30. <laughs> Pearl Jam Versus, 30. Janet Jackson's Janet and Smashing Pumpkins' Siamese Dream, 30 years old. Uh, Turning 20, that would mean a release in 2003. Elephant from the White Stripes, Meteora from Linkin Park, 50 Cent's uh, Get Rich or Die Tryin', Beyonce's Dangerously in Love, and Death Cab for Cuties' Transatlanticism. And turning 10 this year, uh, pure heroin from Lord. Nothing was the same from Drake. The 2020 experience from Justin Timberlake. AM from the Arctic Monkeys and Reflector from Arcade Fire. Oh, that's the one, that, like the one the Grammy or something. Remember that? Yeah. It was. Uh, oh yeah, the Arcade Fire. It was like the year of Arcade Fire. I yeah, that's right. They won. As far as the mainstream. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, albums turn 50, 40, 30, 20, and 10 this year. But congratulations to Ryan. On uh, getting a little quiz right. Well, today is tri- National Trivia Day, so there you go. Oh, oh, sweet. Uh, is it, oh, has anybody tried that thing on on the? Since we're about to get into crap on uh, on, uh, Netflix, on Netflix, like a trivia verse or something. I tried. Uh, I tried it, and it said, "Hey, your TV, TV doesn't sucks. work." <laughs> what is it? It's like a trivia game, presumably. But every- and Tom Hanks is the host. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, really? Hmm. You have to have like a. It's um, you know, for nicer TVs than I own, I suppose. Ah, uh, the tube won't work. Or iPad. I'm 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 assuming iPad or iPhone, but I don't watch. Um, I, is that the one that Tom Hanks is a part of? I know I saw know. it and I tried. I was like, oh man, it, my it, TV does not support. Yeah, it just says trivia verse, and I thought, oh, this will be perfect for like Christmas when the family's over, and it'll know. work on the PlayStation if you have YouTube on the PlayStation or yeah, YouTube, Netflix, Netflix. I'm sorry, Netflix on the uh, okay. PlayStation app, and it'll work there. Because remember, Bear Grylls had something like that where it's interactive. Yeah, and it didn't work. The only it thing, worked on the PlayStation. The only thing that I saw that I did the interactive thing was uh, the Black Mirror episode. Oh, yeah. And that was fun. Yeah. All right, today is January 4th. Back in the day, 127 years ago, 1896, Utah, the Beehive State, was admitted as the 45th state, but only after the Mormons agreed to outlaw polygamy. 58 years ago, 1965, Leo Fender sells Fender guitars to CBS for $13 bucks. Wow. 56 years ago, 1967, The Doors released their self-titled debut record featuring Light My Fire on the End. 53 years ago, 1970, Keith Moon accidentally runs over and kills his chauffeur while trying to get away from a crowd of skinheads. That's a wild story. 32 years ago, 1991, Nirvana signs with Geffen Records. 24 years ago, 1999, the euro was adopted as a single currency in Europe by 11 countries. Now it's the official currency for 20 members of the European Union, along with Kosovo, Montenegro, and Vatican City. 18 years ago, 2005, Ashley Simpson was booed off stage as she performed her song La La at the Orange Bowl. Whew. Brutal. Yeah, that was one. brutal. That's a rough one. Hey, what year was that for Leo Fender? 
1965. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long ago. I mean, I know, like, a, if you want, like, a Leo Fender, after, I guess after that year, you have to go GNL, the GNL mm-hmm. guitars. Uh, eight years ago in 2015, former ESPN personality and sports center anchor Stuart Scott lost his battle with cancer. He was 49. And two years ago today in 2021, Tanya Roberts died at the age of 65. She collapsed from a urinary tract infection that led to multi-organ failure. She was a midge from that 70s show. Oh, wow. And she was uh, a Bond girl and a view to kill. She was, all, she was in Charlie's Angels for one season. Yeah, that, was a, that was a tragic one. And that's what happened back in the day. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. I remember that. That death hit Jeff pretty hard. That was one of them. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your Crap on Celebrities. Crap on Celebrities brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best. Flush the rest. Brighthousecode.com. 636-600-0188. Avenger star Jeremy Renner. We talked about this yesterday. He posted a selfie, though, from his hospital bed yesterday. He was... Uh, here's the caption. It said, quote, Thank you all for your kind words. I'm too messed up now to type, but I send love to you all. Now, there's been no official update on, on his health. Last we heard, Jeremy was in critical but stable condition after suffering blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries while plowing snow in his Nevada property. Meanwhile, the local sheriff of Washoe County held a press conference yesterday to explain what happened. Jeremy was operating a 14,000-pound snow groomer called a piston bully and was helping a family member whose car had gotten stuck on the private road. So we had heard that he was snow he was plowing. Snow Did you now, see what this thing looks like? It's huge. Yeah, th- this huge is this is farm equipment. Uh, uh, so imagine like a giant piece of farm equipment like a cab and you have two tank treads that are 3 feet wide on both sides with a giant you can either have a blade in the front or or like a plow blade. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing clearing roads. This is for clearing roads in the mountains yes. and and all that kind of stuff. Now, he was helping a family member whose car had gotten stuck on a private road. After getting the car unstuck, Jeremy hopped out of the snow groomer thinking it was in park, but it started rolling. He tries to jump back into it, but he fell and he was run over. Neighbors brought towels and rendered first aid until help could arrive. There was not a doctor present as previous reports had claimed. It is not clear if a, med- uh, if a mechanical issue caused the accident or if he just failed to put the machine in park before jumping out. Now, according to his rep recently, he has said, quote, he is in intensive care, sorry, intensive care unit in critical but stable condition. And then, and if you've operated any type of farm equipment, it happens. You forget to put something like the parking brake on. I mean, it's happened I, I, on a tractor. And you stop, you you know, hop off the tractor to pick something up, and you go, oh my god, I forgot to put the parking brake on, or it's rolling. Yeah, especially if you're, I'm gonna, I'd imagine if you're plowing or you're getting something unstuck, you're checking, you're con- you're probably jumping in and out of that thing six or seven times. I don't know how, how you could, uh, I mean, you have to be incredibly well balanced to finagle your way back on one of those that's basically a tank. Did you but, see? Did you see a picture of this? Yeah. Thing? Like, it's how a- do you get back in there if it's moving? Don't you just kind of count your losses at that point and be like, well... Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, if that thing gets going, and I don't know if they were on a, on a, on a decline or... Well, I see what he's, he's saying. Like, you have to clear the tread. You have to step on the tread to get into the cab. And you've seen... I didn't even think about that. Treads up close like that, right? The tank and all that, like how those are built. Yeah, they're blades. Maybe it was like instinct just try to jump on it. I guess. Not. These particular treads, like I said, they're about three feet wide on, on each of them, and they, they're blade treads. Yeah. So that, like, oh. I think Tracy Bibb would be getting a phone call from me. I think it would be off the mountain and... 
Ryan Seacrest Sucks. may technically compete with CNN's Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen on New Year's Eve, but there's no hard feelings between them, or are there? Yesterday on Live Whoa. with Kelly and Ryan, Seacrest suggested that Andy... <laughs> Andy had snubbed him during their competing broadcast. He said, quote, My big stage was right in front of Anderson and Andy. Uh, when I was not working, I was trying to get their attention. I wanted to wave and say hi. They have a great show. He said that Anderson acknowledged him and told him to, quote, have a good show. But Andy never turned around. But Kelly Ripa said, quote, that's not true. He said he was trying to get your attention. During last night's broadcast, a very drunk Andy, uh, sorry, last year's broadcast, a very drunk Andy Cohen actually trashed Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) And ABC's New Year's coverage, he said, quote, if you look behind me, you'll see Ryan Seacrest's group of losers performing. I'm sorry, but if you're watching ABC, you're watching nothing. Which is brutal. Yeah, but it was he was very tongue it was very tongue in cheek. Yeah, it, it was they also were, hammered. They were hammered and just partying. Uh, he later apologized in this year's CNN banned alcohol for on air talent. <laughs> on air, but they were drinking off the air for sure. Um, you think so? Yeah. You think they would dare? I mean, I, I would have. Anderson Cooper and, and Andy Cohen, St. Louis Zone. Yeah, I don't think they care. I don't know, man. I think I think. Well, you have shared a plane with him, so yeah, you know both of them. Both yeah, of so them. maybe you know. Yeah, you know the guys. We did not speak the entire ride. <laughs> but you, but you gathered a lot of. Oh, and man, we should have pulled the audio for this. Um, did you hear Andy Cohen on on his show? Watch what happens next. Oh, he so cursed. I guess there's a trend going around where you're supposed to film a friend, a family member, after telling them that a celebrity died, and then post their reaction. Whoa. Okay. So, you know, walk into your, you know, your mom's house and go, oh my God, Tom Hanks died. And you're supposed to film what her reaction is and post it and everybody's supposed to laugh. Wow, that's... But Andy Cohen was like, people were sending him the videos of people doing that for him. Like when people would say, oh my God, Andy Cohen died, what the reaction is. He goes, please, stop doing that. I don't want to see this. This is awful. I don't want to be involved in this. Stop sending me the videos. Yeah, it seems pretty brutal. No thanks. Now, if you do that with King Scott, oh my God, King Scott died. People go, who? (laughs) And you want those videos, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Actors on Yellowstone, I still haven't, I I I think I saw the pilot episode. Have you guys seen this yet? Anybody? I have have not seen Yellowstone. Well, it's yeah. spin-off. Remember, I got the wrong service. If you're on a Yellowstone or its spinoff series, you got to go through a two-week cowboy boot camp. And honestly, it sounds amazing. The creator, uh, Taylor Sheridan, has actors partake in it before the filming, uh, so the action is authentic, or as authentic as you can get it. Um, the guy who plays Zane on 1923 said, quote, you got to not only ride a horse, but you got to look like you know what you're doing. We were running on horses. We're lassoing them. We're learning how to use an old six-shooter. Uh, weapons training, walking in spurs and chaps. It's a whole different world. We got to have highs and lows together before we get started, uh, which was a really good thing for bonding. As adults, it's not easy to learn a new skill. Uh, the guy who plays Rip on Yellowstone mentioned the boot camp back in November and said that Taylor taught him roping and reining. So that sounds that sounds like roping and reining. That, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I thought. If you watch Yellowstone, it looks like they hire a lot of professionals that do this for a living. Oh, I'm sure. Because they're way too yeah, good. I, it's I, not I, actors doing that. I have no desire to learn any of this. Well, you've seen Nope, right? I saw Nope. Yeah, yeah. And it's about, it's about this... Yellowstone? Fam- it's about, no, it's, a fa- it's about a family that owns a ranch just outside of Hollywood, and they rent their horses, and they, they do the yeah. horse work for commercials and whatever. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm watching it going, that would be the greatest business ever. I would love It'd to be, be a so part of fun. that. Wouldn't that be great, like being a horse To have all that land they have out there is pretty pretty cool. Uh, I'm not a horse guy. I, I, I am. 
and grew I'm up. Not a horse guy. I don't want to rope anything. I got trophies and ribbons. I and, got it all. And with the westerns about to have a huge, huge resurgence, that's gonna be a. I don't big want to rope anything. I don't want to milk anything. I love it. I love you everything. Know, the, Southwest. The extent of it, I just want to. I just want to mow the field, pull weeds, you well, know, I'll harvest the plants. I don't want you're really much there. to do with animals. You're halfway there. You're halfway there. You're I, know we have the, I know we have the cows, but I, I don't love them. You say this now, but we know for sure in a few years you're going to be on a horse and you're going to be milking cows. Want to bet? <laughs> yeah. Want to bet? You want to put money on it? How long? How long till I'm on a horse on my farm? You should probably stop making bets. We've won everyone. Mm-hmm. The dog. <laughs> we have won them all. The farm. So, this is, so it's an easy bet. Don't, Go ahead, 150 no, bucks. Don't, I let think, him, don't let him bait you. 150 right. bucks. Moon. Come on, Moon. Easy bet, uh, huh? I, listen, I can't afford that right now. Uh, never assume when you pay for a streaming service, because I pay for too many streaming services. Mm, that's that's why. Uh, never assume that when you pay for a streaming service that your programming is going to remain. Get this. Warner Brothers just pulled 256 Looney Tunes shorts from HBO Max on the last day of 2022 well, with no announcement. So all of you that were getting HBO Max for the 256 Looney Tunes shorts, I bet you're upset. Variety explains that those shows were licensed to HBO Max by Warner Brothers, and uh, they're the company that owns HBO Max. Uh, here's uh, here's Porky Pig. The V, the V, and that's all, folks. The only short that's right. out there still. <laughs> they also pulled four seasons. I'm sorry, seasons four through six of the Flintstones. So how are children going to learn of uh, Kazoo? Netflix at least announced what uh, what is going away soon, but this HBO just said Boop, they just they, they don't tell anybody. They don't they tell. Anybody. Do you think they're doing this just to you know so next year or a couple of months out or something they can bring it back and they can. Oh, like a Disney Promote it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my wife and I were talking about this. The thrilling hunt for the next James Bond may be drawing to an end soon. We, uh, She's really into Born Identity and uh, uh, Mission Impossible, so I started watching those because I hadn't watched any of them. Yeah, they're and good, I, right? And I said, don't you love the Bond films? She's never seen one. Oh, really? The Bourne movies are good. The Bourne movies are great. The Mission Impossible movies are great. Yeah, really good. Um, so we're going to get into Bond, and she said, well, aren't we changing Bonds? So we started talking about, you know, everybody's talking about Henry Cavill and Idris Elba. Bullet Train star Aaron Taylor Johnson. Do you guys know who this is? Yeah, he's Kickass, isn't he? He was, yeah, he was, he was the the young dude in Kickass. That was a long time ago. He seems to have emerged as now the front runner for the 007 role previously occupied by Daniel Craig, according to news reports. The 32-year-old Avengers: Age of Ultron actor. I don't know where where is he in that movie. I'm not that. sure. Super recognizable face. He's in Bullet Train. He's yeah, a guy I remember him in that. Um, he's reportedly met with Bond producer Barbara Broccoli and even had a secret audition last year. Uh, a source says that this screen test went very well. Nothing's been officially confirmed, uh, obviously. He's but- Quicksilver. In, oh, okay. In, okay. In I guess I, I didn't yep, even think is. of that. That's right. So, uh, uh, Bro- I think it'd be all right. Yeah, uh, they, they reached out to Broccoli and Taylor Johnson for comment. The He's also in Savages. He recently shot scenes as the spy, apparently, including the franchise's iconic gun barrel sequence. So he's doing, like, the old school thing and everything for the screen test. Like he's doing the test, huh? Did, did the he's, Engli- he's English guy? There's sources saying that the producers and Barbara love him. It sounds like she has the final say with it. He is now one of the frontrunners, quote, a source has added. Aaron has impressed bosses so much that he has filmed the franchise's most famous gun barrel teaser scenes, something all the actors have to do. Bosses at the brand were really impressed with this unique 
blend of acting intensity and his impressive back catalog of action in action films. The bomb battle follows Craig's last turn as a swap spy in uh, No Time to Die. The Knives Out actor 54 has played the MI6 womanizer since 2006, Casinos Royale. By the way, that new Knives Out movie, pretty awesome. Oh, Glass yeah. Onion? I gotta watch that. Um, it's awesome. I, okay. I started to watch it. Have you, uh... You are a guy that starts movies and does not finish Because I fall asleep. Uh, oh, but yeah. the, uh, I can't operate that way. The movie Spy Hard, are you guys familiar with that one? That's you got to show your Is wife. Is that, that Leslie one. Nielsen? Yeah, he plays WD forty. It's he's quite good. <laughs> now, and for all you Bond fans, now seriously, what movie? If you want to introduce your wife to the James Bond universe, that's the question. What movie? Should you show her first? So, like I said, she loves MI, MI uh, or, you know, Mission Impossible. Uh, uh, Mission Impossible. And she loves Born Identity. So I'm assuming I should start with the Daniel Craig stuff. Yeah, because it's a little more serious. But, and, and, I, and I told her, and she said, well, isn't that why Sean Connery's famous? I said, yeah, well, you know, for the most part, that's, you know, he was one of the most iconic ones. He's in Goldfinger, yeah. what my band's named after. So do we start there? And we went and we watched the trailer for, yeah, Go- for Goldfinger. Holy smokes. Yeah. And it's, pretty it's dated. so tongue in cheek. It's almost slapstick. It is slappy. It's, it's like really slapstick slappy. covered with, you know, pretend I think, suave or I something. I think maybe you start with the first Daniel Craig one. Yeah. Well, but Those what about, are, or Pierce. What about, um, Pierce Brosnan's good. What about, I'm a uh, Timothy Dalton guy. Gold, what about Goldeneye? <laughs> He's good too. Goldeneye is with Pierce Brosnan. Those are good ones. Bond. I think you can start with those and move up. I want to know what the listeners say. I, I really, I'm, yeah. I'm really looking for advice. Where do I start? Because yeah, I haven't even seen it. Let us know on social media or email us ratio one zero five seven thepointcom uh, Christmas is over, but the latest data tracking week reflected four days after Christmas Day. That's on the 29th. Uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, holding strong at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 song chart for the 12th total week. It, it, week. it leads for a fourth week this holiday season, the most over any Yuletide season uh, since it, uh, or, or, or you know, during the Yuletide season since it hit the charts in December of 2019. All I Want for Christmas becomes the second holiday hit to reign for four consecutive weeks and the first in 60 four years after do you remember what the uh, the last like giant Christmas hit was that rained for that White long Christmas you're not gonna get it and you're gonna go oh yeah rocking around the Christmas tree the chipmunk song oh, oh that song sucks <laughs> that's a terrible one that is but that is in the the lower end well then you I'm not a huge Christmas music guy and I've said that before but that is on the that is if there was a top 100 that's like 99. You didn't like when you were a kid, though? No. That spent oh. four weeks at number one beginning uh, in December 1958. So you're not a 1958 or a chipmunks guy. Okay. Yeah, Alvin just wants a hula hoop. <laughs> hula hoop. Pretty cool toy. Um, yeah, I feel like the Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas machine has really done its thing the past two years. Like, the song's been out since, what, 90, 96, you said? 94, 96? Uh, 90, I think it was 94. I don't have the year on And it's a big song every year, but the past two years, it seems to be the thing about that song. Yeah. Well, this is the first time they held number one for those four weeks, which is insane. Uh, Let's see. Um, I have some information about Iggy Pop that uh, he he was almost the ACDC singer. If you want to check that out, go check it out on the blog. Uh, Skrillex has a new record uh, that's dropping this year. It's a double album, but I want to get to this because it's relevant to the station. We have to circle back to that uh, Iggy Pop thing after you're done with the story because I'm really curious. Oh well, okay. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just give you the, the the highlights. He was approached by the management. Uh, this, when? Uh, so he, he doesn't say, but it sounds like it was in the '70s before the Bon Scott stuff. 
So before Bon Scott or after he died, before Brian Johnson? Um, let's see. Early 70s, before ACDC, ACDC formed oh. with singer Bon Scott, management reached out, and he even said he was listening to the record. He said, quote, I listened to the record. I thought, I can't fit that bill. I wasn't like, uh, I don't like them. It was quite well made. They do careful work, but I'm not what they needed. Whoa. But isn't that wild that yeah. he was kind of in a running there? Well, you, you think, you know, they, they, he said no. They went with Bon Scott and became who they are. Yeah. Well, what would have what would have been? And he Dang. said, I'm not what they needed. Speaking of not what they needed, at this point, getting System of a Down to do anything is like pulling teeth. And the drummer, John, is it Dolmayan? I think so. Dolmayan. Uh, seems to be implying that it's Serge Tankian's fault. In a new interview, he said, quote, Serge hasn't really wanted to be in the band for a long time. And quite frankly, we probably should have parted ways around 2006. Whoa. He did claim that everybody in the band shares the blame, but he also said that, quote, at the end of the day, if you have a majority of the band thinking one way and one person thinking the other, it's very difficult to come together and make music. John would really like to see the band work together again, as of as would all of their fans. Yeah. Uh, because he thinks none of their side projects measure up to anything. Quote, they've never quite, they're never quite that good compared to System. In fact, I think a lot of them aren't very good at all. Whoa. Well, we were talking about this when we were in Kansas City on the RKC football trip uh, when was the last time system of a down was in st louis they i mean system of a down they play you know one-off shows you know europe whatever it's been i'm not sure it's it, been more than 20 years i'm not sure i've somebody had said the last time system of a down played st louis it was at the racetrack really during the, one of those summer sanitarium shows well, because uh, uh i think jeff always had that story about meeting serge and uh, or was it you me. Oh, okay. So and, and he corrected. And, and he like kept correcting you. I said Surge, and he goes Surge. Was that was that he was here for a point fest maybe or? Uh, it was, it was yes, something? it was. He did a solo thing at the point fest. Yeah. And what are the other side projects? I don't even know. Uh, Scars on Broadway was the guitarist. Okay. And Serge did some other. Just did solo stuff. Did some other solo stuff. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, celebrities celebrating a birthday today. Our buddy IndyCar driver Graham Rahal is 34. Ramstein singer Till Lindemann is 60. Kids in the Hall co-founder Dave Foley is 60. R.E.M. singer Michael Stipe, 63. Country singer Patty Loveless is 66. And Beyonce's mother, Tina, is uh, 69. Oh. Today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Victoria Rush. And today's birthday girl's been in 99 fun films. Just do one more, make it an even 100. <laughs> You kill him like the OCD thing for me. She was in the big package in a movie called Boob E. So it's boob and space, the letter E. Chicks Gone Wild 5, Cougars and Coeds 1, Dungeon Sluts, I Love It Harry 3, Mom's Gone Wild 1, Ready, Wet, Go 4. Oh, <laughs> yummy. And who could forget her role? Don't do that again. In 2015's Unshaved and Dangerous. <laughs> Victoria Rush is 42 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those were your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to Chris Kerber. I do have to thank him again for letting me do the color commentary uh, for that Blues game a couple Fridays ago. Yeah, what an experience. A ton of fun. Very intimidating. Yes. Hey, y'all, I'm Kix Brooks. I'm Ronnie Dunn. And we're wishing you a happy birthday, Riz. All right, it's time for our weekly hit with our buddy Chris Kerber. For Chris Kerber, the radio voice of your St. Louis Blues. 
and gentlemen, from Parts Unknown, Chris Kerber. (laughs) That's why I started working out, fellas. It was time to reacquaint with Parts Unknown. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't know where you are, so it's Parts Unknown. Where- <laughs> oh, I got you. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Toronto. I'm actually just standing out a little breakfast joint called Sunset Grill right near the hotel. And team's going to practice here at a, at a building where the, the Toronto AHL team, the Toronto Marlies play called coca-cola coliseum and then we'll fly to new jersey after the uh, practice yeah tomorrow it's uh, in jersey against the devils uh well first off happy new year chris hope you yeah, have happy a, new year guys hope, hope you had a good holiday and i do want to thank you once again for allowing me to uh take part in a broadcast with you a couple fridays ago at the hot shots in fenton i was uh, one of the uh, uh color commentators for the blues and uh knights game that was a lot of fun. That was a ton of fun. So thanks to you and Donnie for coming and helping me do that game. Like that was a, it was really a fun experience the way that whole thing worked out. And uh, um, pretty, pretty cool to see how that one whole thing got pulled off. Boy, to, to say that I was nervous and intimidated, uh, an understatement. Because, really? Man, well, you know what? I just, you're so good at your job. Moon, watching Chris call that game was just it blew my mind the way how you could do what you do um i just didn't want to interrupt you in any way <laughs> i did I kept, for those that, that may not have known i, I kept looking at that riz and i go listen when i take a breath and just kind of stop jump in and say whatever you want you know and and yeah it's, it's kind of a hard thing it's a hard thing to learn hard thing to understand like but you do you do get into a rhythm you know, with it, but said, no, you, you guys were awesome. You guys were great. I thought it, it delivered exactly what we were, what, what we were looking for. Just, you know, a little bit of the Riz show, a little bit of Donnie's yeah. show mixed in with blues hockey. He was really impressed. Uh, Chris, I got to tell you, he was talking all this trash for years and years on you. And then he came back and said, wow, he's actually pretty good. at yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really changed my mind. Well, 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 Chris, well, with that being said, with, with, uh, you know, timing with your partner. So you and Joey have been doing it for what, three seasons now? Uh, no, five. five damn. This is fifth. Five yeah. seasons already? Yeah, his, his first year was the cup year. Wow. So that, a lot of times, a lot of times gone quick, but you do, you get into a little bit of a rhythm. So Joe kind of, he can tell by, uh, uh, he, he can tell by kind of how I end a sentence or maybe after an icing call, whether or not I'm going to jump to a read, whether or not I'm going to, um, just take a break. Or if, you know, if I said the blues clear the puck out, he knows when to jump in and, and, and that kind of thing, uh, you know, it's kind of like that, you know, all the old people talking in the movie when Harry met Sally, you know, you get to the point where we're pretty close where he, we could be finishing each other's sentences now. Yeah, yeah, you guys have that really good flow together. And uh, the one thing about doing a broadcast at a place like Hot Shots, which is a bar, is everybody wants to give you drinks. <laughs> oh, jeez. People kept coming up. My, I had a buddy sitting next to me just because he was my designated drinker because I wasn't going to do it. So, like, people, it was, I mean, it was really kind. They were awesome. I would, you know, they, they'd bring up a beer or somebody would send up an old-fashioned. I'm like, listen, I'll be sloppy by the end of the first period if this keeps up. Uh-huh. So I just said, here, fellas, enjoy your holiday night. And uh, so I had, a, I had a designated drinker that night. Yeah, that was that was crazy because because drinks would come, the waitress would be would walk over and go, "Hey, that person wants to buy you a shot." There you go. Oh, go oh, all right. Well, I don't want to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait. No, this is a true story here. Okay, so somebody brought me an old fashioned, and and this is before the before the the show, and and I just, I mean, I didn't want to one, I didn't want to drink it, and you know, I'm not, 
listen, I'm not opposed to every now and then, you know, sliding a beer down or whatever, you know, if, if it's at the right time or, or during a broadcast or something. But but it's not something you do. And especially out at a bar and, and with everything going on, you're like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think so. So I had the waitress bring me like a little glass with like two ice cubes and I poured a little bit of the old fashioned in there. So it looked like it had been drank and melted down. And I kept that in front of me. And then yeah. when I, the full ones would come, I'd slide it to my buddy. Yeah, I did. I did see that one old fashioned just sitting there in front of you, pretty much yeah. untouched the entire broadcast. I was going to go, Hey, yeah, well, it, was, it, it became a, it became a prop. Man. So somebody heard you say, uh, you know, the designated drinker friend, a lot of people were like, hey, I'll volunteer for that. I'll volunteer for that. <laughs> yeah, how do I be Chris Kerber's designated <laughs> yeah. drinker? How do I sit next to Chris, drink okay. all of his free drinks, and watch him call a hockey game? That sounds like a freaking dream. What's the application pro- uh, process for that? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll listen, I'll, I'll share this one story with you guys, and, and I've got to be a little careful because for some reason people seem to get in an uproar about this kind of thing. But um, uh, So, you know, when the Blues were playing the L.A. Kings uh, many years ago in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the game went into triple overtime. It was the game where Alexander Steen scored the goal in triple overtime. Well, my voice, for some reason, by the end of the first period, was shot. And it was before renovations and stuff. I couldn't find hot water in the press box. So I go into the alumni booth at, at the end of the second period. And Alita was the bartender in there at the time. And I, I said, Alita, can I just get some hot water, please? Because I had some honey and some lime juice in the booth. And, and she says, you need a hot toddy. I said, what's a hot toddy? She said, okay. And so she made me a hot toddy. I go, okay, this is good. <laughs> right yeah but and you know and, and it was keeping the throat warm and that kind of stuff well the game the game goes into overtime so i went back in there for the first first intermission of overtime and she made me another one the game went into second overtime oh, i went back in there. i had man. about four hot toddies by the time alexander steen scored that goal but the good news is we were able to get the the clear sound all the way through overtime thanks to alita <laughs> and her hot toddy yeah those hot toddies I've, I've, have you anybody had a no had i've a heard toddy? the song it's it's whiskey. It's basically hot whiskey. I know. This is something that our cousin actually talks about. He used to he used to make. He's like he's like it's an old yeah. it's an old like remedy in the yeah, country. It makes you feel well, better first if you, you have put the your, flu or something. You put your face over it first. It kind of clears out your sinuses. Yeah, that's what he would say. And then you drink it and it clears everything what, else. What, out. what is it? It's whiskey and cinnamon and honey and something else. Uh, it's like country coffee. Oh, chili. Uh, some kind of didn't have to be spicy too. Put, I, never I don't really know what was in it. I, I just know that it <laughs> helped me call a triple overtime game with no voice. Yeah, it, it clears. Yeah, it clears your your sinuses and your inhibitions. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Of those. Uh, all right. So off to Jersey tomorrow. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, oh, by the way, before we start talking about hockey, uh, are you a James Bond fan, Chris? Yes. I am. I am. Okay, so before the break, we're talking about Moon's wife, Mallory, uh, is looking to get into the James Bond franchise. She loves Mission Impossible. She loves, loves the, Born the Born Identity. movies. Yeah, she was like, you got to watch Born Identity uh, movies with me. So I, we did. And okay. we finished the the recent uh, Mission Impossible and started talking about them. And, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of hype because they're doing a new movie. And I said, we got to get into the James Bond stuff. She's never seen a Bond film. And with all different eras, where do we start? Where, where do I do? Do we go to Pierce, uh, uh, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan? Brosnan? Do we go to all the no. cheesy stuff? No, you know what? You know, when, when Pierce Brosnan was in Remington Steel and everybody thought he's going to be the perfect James Bond, but he didn't do it right away. I thought that Pierce Brosnan was just, in the end, I thought he was just okay as James Bond. I think now your challenge is going to be she's used to seeing some of the action in the Bourne Identity or Mission Impossible, which is a little more stunt-laden, that kind of thing. So in, in some respects, going back to some of the older James Bonds, I think could end up maybe boring her a little bit. So you have to prep her for that. But I, I think without a doubt, 
you absolutely have to start. You have to start with with uh, with Roger Moore and then Sean Connery because oh, wow. because that, that's dang. I mean that that's 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 where you learn about money penny and that's you know Q and, and and all the different things that they carry all the way through. So I I think you're you're going to have to. And some of those old ones are fantastic. So you're just going to have to go some classics, I think. First, uh, I think you're going to say George Lazenby. Well, I don't wasn't know. He, uh, no, I, no. Wasn't, wasn't he? And he was Bond for I think one movie, one or two movies. There was a guy in between uh, 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 Sean Connery and somebody else, right? Yeah. yeah. Because those, like, like the ones, like it's it, it's interesting what happens as as different people have kind of continued with that franchise, right? But you know. James Bond got a little bit darker in terms of his character with with Daniel Craig. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and so, the, so the, I think I think you have to see it from the beginning, or not every one of them, but you got to at least understand those other characters. I, I understand your 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 point of view. When is the last time you've seen one of those movies? Because I I said, oh man, listen, I'm in a band, Goldfinger, that's named after the bad yeah. guy in Goldfinger. And maybe we should start there. And we and I just clicked up because they have the whole like promo there if you if you look it up. And it's like a three yeah. or four minute trailer. Oh man, it is one of the cheesiest, goofiest so things. Dated. And my, my wife goes, "Can we not start there?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I think you got to battle through it though. But but you know what? Heck, I guess. Maybe if you get introduced during the Daniel Craig era, I mean, those are some pretty good movies. That's what seems so to be that, the consensus. The consensus is it's Casino Royale. Uh, yeah. Start with that because it really is the origin story of James Bond, like oh, how he gets okay. his 007, and and you still have the action of the Mission Impossible and the Jason Bourne movies. And Dame yep. uh, uh, Judy, Judy Dench. Dench, yeah, and she's spectacular. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a reasonable place to start. All right, Kurt, and then if and then if you if you get nostalgic. Then show then, Sean Connery. Then go I'm a Timothy Dalton guy yep. myself. Um, okay, so what can you say about the O'Reilly and Tarasenko injuries? Um, is this going to be really, really bad for the team? Talk about the whole thing where they were potential trade bait. What are your thoughts? Well, they still are, to be honest with you, because both players should be back if the time frames of uh, what we've been told of four and six weeks. You know, that has them coming back during that break time uh, in February. So, I don't think this really impacts the trade scenarios. What it does impact is really I think you're going to get a view of the future of the St. Louis Blues right here because let's let's run two scenarios through. One scenario, uh, you either trade both those guys or uh, neither are re-signed by the Blues. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a look of what it looks like without them right now. Um, it's gonna It changes things dramatically. I, Robert Thomas uh, is going to get some harder matchups. Robert Thomas is going to get some – more uh, defensive matchups. Now, he's had some of those already this year, but I think we saw it shift back to Ryan O'Reilly maybe in the last 15, 20 games. I, that's going to go back to Robert Thomas. We saw Braden Shen last night getting coming, you know, some of the key matchups right there with, um, uh, you know, with, with the Marner, or rather with the Matthews line. So that's that's where some of the matchups and things are going to be, and, and that's that's where the difference is. So in terms of, like, like to me, this is now about a look of what the future looks like for these guys because with those two guys not there, uh, Doug Armstrong is going to get a real assessment of what his group looks like without him. And since that appeared to be a, a potential real possibility come March, um, you know, or, or next year, uh, I think it's, it's very valuable time here for Doug Armstrong. Yeah, because both those guys are unrestricted free agents at the end of the at the end of the season. Right. So you'd want to get maybe something for them now before they just walk away from the team. Well, right? you know, there's a challenge here, and that is that 
sometimes when you have an unrestricted free agent, you don't always need to trade them because a lot of teams that are going for it, a lot of teams that are in that championship window, a lot of teams that are in that highly competitive mode, those players become like their own rental players. Like, you know, you'll see a team. Like, if there's a team, for example, that's going to trade for Vladimir Tarasenko, does he give up a prospect and a first-round pick to get him? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. But that's why some teams, no, we'll just keep this guy. He'd be like our own rental, you know, and, and that scenario. However, what we have seen with the Blues a lot lately, you saw Petrangelo leave uh, via free agency. You saw Jaden Schwartz leave via free agency. You, you've seen some guys leave, David Back has leave via free agency, and, and you – you haven't been able to rebuild off uh, them leaving from any asset standpoint. This year, it's a little bit different. The Blues are a 500 team right now, one game over 500. Um, Doug Armstrong is very pragmatic. If, if he just doesn't think that they've got the deep run in them, you know, then he will make the moves, uh, you know, for this franchise. So this is a little different scenario than them. But yeah, at some point in time, you have to. Uh, you know, you have to decide, hey, look, do I just let these guys walk, or if there's a market for them, am I able to get some assets that's going to help the future of this franchise? Um, I know last night, uh, since since O'Reilly's out and Tarasenko's out, uh, no captain was named for the team. How important How important are the captains and the uh, you know, the guys with the A's on their sweaters uh, uh, on a game-to-game game basis? Well, I, th- I think they're important in the game of hockey, especially when it comes to communicating to the officials. Uh they become critically important when you pick the wrong guy. That's what I've really learned. If, if it's if, if the guy's not a really good captain, um, it, it could it could adversely impact your team. I think in the situation of the St. Louis Blues, when you have a guy that gets hurt and he, and it's not he's not leading the organization like Ryan O'Reilly, you don't name another captain. They put the like one of the assistant captains, or depending on what hockey culture you're from, some people call it alternate captains because mm-hmm. for some reason we just can't be consistent <laughs> in this sport. But. Uh, um, but but they put it on Justin Falk. And so, yeah. you know, Braden Shen and Justin Falk and Colton Pareto, you, you still got some good leadership there, and, and you're fine with it. Those guys just assume that mantle with Ryan not in the room. So so it's basically t- who gets to talk to the officials during the game. Yeah, it, no, it's, a little, it's a little bit more than that. It's a, Those are the guys that will go in, like the coach will come to Ryan O'Reilly on the bus, you know, and sit there and say, hey, look, we're going to maybe head to the rink here. And he goes, look, I think the guys could use a day off. Or, yeah, well, maybe can we do it at, at 11? And, and and so he helps the coach get a feel for the team. Uh, the coach will communicate to the guys through through what what's going on there. You know, when, uh, when that team was going through that seven or eight game losing streak and there was a big powwow up at the front of the plane, eventually mm-hmm. the coaches pulled the leadership group up to the front, and then those guys went back and talked to the players. So it, it's also a communication chain that's part of it. Uh, well, it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in the next couple of weeks. So you're on your way to Jersey, on your way to Newark. Uh, Chris, please be careful. It's it's, it's Jersey. <laughs> it, yeah, we're staying. Is it Garden City? Is that? Is yeah, that that's Newark? Garden, that's Garden City. Yeah. 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 So we just got to go get a cannoli from Buddy's Bake Shop, right? Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, some great Italian food over there. So enjoy yourself. Good. All right. Well, we're, we're landing this evening. We're not there long, and then we're flying to Montreal right after the game tomorrow. Oh, so, I love Montreal uh, so much. That's a great city. Yeah, it's a spectacular city. It is awesome. Montreal in, in January. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> bring, okay. Bring Montreal in January or Newark in January? Ah, I'll take Montreal all day, every day. I agree with you. All right, Chris, so, we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys, have an awesome week. Thanks, fellas. There he is, Chris Cody. Yo, it's Joey Coco Diaz, and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. And hey, happy birthday.
right, Kate Scott, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. What's going on in the news today? All right, Kate Scott, what do you got? Today's show is brought to you by New Year's resolutions. Four days into 2023, and you're still fat, lazy, depressed, and alone. So congrats. Heavy rain is expected today and tomorrow across an already soaked California. Just be safe, they're moving Kevin Hart to higher ground. <laughs> the head of NASA says China may beat the U.S. to the moon. Even more worrisome is that they also want to put a man on Uranus. <laughs> the 118th Congress reported to work yesterday in Washington, and already they put hundreds of Americans back to work. They're called hookers. Today is National Spaghetti Day, and you can celebrate it however you want. The pasta abilities are endless. <laughs> you like that one, didn't you? I love that one. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, the best way to celebrate is by not going to Olive Garden. <laughs> Michael Stripe from REM is 63 today. Everybody hurts getting out of a recliner. <laughs> I wish his name was Michael Stripe. Stipe. <laughs> I always say that correctly. Um, authorities say Jeremy Renner was assisting a stranded motorist when he was critically injured in a snow plowing accident over the weekend, which is why I've changed my New Year's resolution to help no one. And finally, Megan Fox says she's seeking a girlfriend. She's turning her search into a reality competition show called So, You Think You Can Skank? They made it goofy with you. Right, that was better than yesterday. Yes. The Rizzuto Show, <laughs> Traffic and Weather. Get them next time? Trust it. All right, quick break. We'll come back and got a, a little short uh, sports segment for you. Hi, St. Louis. This is Tom Cruise. Thanks for listening to Brazil. Yeah, speaking of Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise. There is a, uh, I think there's a new one coming out. This year. Yeah, he's been doing promos and things. I saw him jump out of a plane yesterday. Thank you, Oh, for... Uh, thank you. I'm jumping out of a plane. Yeah. Yeah. We're here on the set. I would just like to thank you for uh, watching Top Gun. We're uh, filming the next Mission Impossible. See you at the movies. Hey! I usually like to say thank you by saying thank you. Yeah, <laughs> not falling out of the plane. Not by jumping well, out of the plane. Well, that's why he is Tom Cruise. Yeah, but when you're and Maverick, that's how Maverick works. I understand. So I'm looking at our uh, team member of the day who's uh, from Troy, Troy, Illinois, Billy Wood. And I'm looking at his uh, song of the day. Oh, it's one of your favorites. Oh, your dude. ear, all-time favorite. Dude. Pure oh. ear candy. Ah. And you know what? And, and he picked a, a song from the band Ween. Good and, choice. You know, their song catalog is not really indicative of that song. No, they like, have Ween some has some rockin', rockin' tunes. The one he picked is not rockin'. <laughs> One of the greatest albums is, well, Quebec, but also the uh, 12 Golden Country hits. Genius. It's so good. Well, I had, like, Ween come up in, like, a shuffle or something on, on Spotify. And I went, man, this is rocking. Who's this? Ween? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know them from that one song. And they have the uh, the song about all the ocean stuff. I, I, listen, I don't know much about their catalog. I know so good. what that one song we play on the, you know, Way Back Weekend is and what this guy picked. I'm not sure he picked it to... Torture me or what? <laughs> right, let's do sports. The Rizzuto Show. Sports. All right, so no O'Reilly, no Tarasenko last night, but the Blues beat the Maple Leafs 6-5 to five in a shootout. Brayton Shen had the game winner in the fourth round. 
of the shootout. Uh, Brandon Saad scored twice, including one shorthanded. Jordan Cairo, Josh Levo also scored. Jordan Bennington, 20 saves. And it was a pretty nutso game. There were six goals in the second period last night. Blues scored, Leafs scored. It just went back and forth like that. Uh, the Blues are in lovely New Jersey, the Garden State. They'll play the Devils tomorrow night. Buffalo Bill safety, DeMar Hamlin, is showing signs of improvement in a Cincinnati hospital, according to an uncle who spoke to the NFL Network yesterday. Uh, Dorian Glenn said Hamlin is still in intensive care, still sedated, but has improved to 50% oxygen on a ventilator. That's down from 100% this when they as, brought him in. This was as of this morning. I read something somewhere that uh, uh, he was awake but sedated. Yes. Oh, okay, so he did. He did like regain. That's what. That's what I. That's what I read. But he's still on a ventilator, still intubated. But hopefully he'll be okay, man. I, I, These are all good signs. All good signs. Uh, Hamlin, of course, if you didn't hear, went into cardiac arrest after tackling Bengals receiver T. Higgins during the first quarter of Monday night's uh, football game. On a related note, the GoFundMe for Hamlin's toy drive surpassed $5 million yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Man. Did you see the bad news, though, that's attached to that? Yeah. All these people are trying to do fake GoFundMes, acting like it's it's the Hamlin's. Yeah, and GoFundMe is trying to shut them all down. Yeah, apparently they're doing a great job. They're on top of it. They, they, they kind of anticipated it. Yeah, of course, with the you know with the good comes the bad, and people trying to take advantage. Uh, the NFL has decided not to resume the Bills-Bengals game this week. The league office released a statement saying the NFL continues to be in regular contact with the medical team caring for Demar Hamlin, and also the Bills and Bengals organizations and the NFL Players Association. After speaking with both teams and uh, NFLPA leadership. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed the clubs yesterday that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. Uh, the NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date, and the release also said the league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. And they said we'll continue to provide additional information as it becomes available. Yeah, and pardon me if, if we already know this information, and this is a stupid question, but... Um you know, with rain delays and baseball and all that kind of stuff, you have games canceled all the time mid-game. Is this the first? Uh, surely it's not the first NFL mid-game cancellation for whatever I reason. I think it's happened before, maybe possibly for weather. Right, or, or, or like a power outage or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure it's happened before. I think they just pick it up where, I, I, I don't know. That's you know? what I'm at. Like, what do you, yeah, know, what do, you do? Do you yeah. have to restart it? If it was second half, do you only play a half? Like, how, I, I'm... like at a baseball game, if it's, you know, before the fifth, it's not an official game. And you just have to redo the game. There's, there's the no game. starting at the third inning. Yeah, I don't know. I know but, but this game did have playoff implications. You know, so the game did mean something, you know, for the playoffs. Yeah, I wasn't trying to worry about any of that. I was just, I was just curious as to how they, how they do a mid-canceled football game. Um, how oh, they, how they replay. I that. got info on that. God. Okay, the game will be picked off, or picked up where it left off, per the NFL's wow. rulebook. Wow. So the, wherever the clock is and whatever quarter wow. it is, that's kind of fun and interesting. Mm. Well, it was it was early in the game? So I know. I'm yeah. just, I, I'm just, I was curious as to how that works. So you know who the UFC bosses. Dana White. Uh, Dana White. Dana yeah. White. He has apologized for slapping his wife at a bar in Mexico on New Year's Eve. So Dana and his wife, Anne, they've been married for 26 years. And this whole incident is on tape. Have you seen the video? Yes. I thought Dana White was the, the butter lady. The lady makes everything with a ton of butter. That's, uh... That's uh, Paula Dean. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
Paul Dean. So, <laughs> so they were both hammered that night, Dane and his wife Ann. Uh, the video shows her slapping him, him in the face, and then he slaps her right back. And it was like, bam, bam, that kind of thing. Uh, he said, unfortunately, we're both drinking too much on New Year's Eve. Things got out of control on both sides. We've talked this through as a family and apologized to each other. Dana's wife, Ann, later said to say this is out of character for him is an understatement. Nothing like this has ever happened before. Uh, the next UFC is coming up in Vegas on January 14th. I saw, I read this morning, that uh, the Team USA soccer head coach, you see this story? Oh, I did, from for, uh, something from 91. From 1991, that somebody was trying to blackmail the Team USA head coach was releasing a story about how he kicked his wife in the legs in 1991. Mm-hmm. And I think the head coach was like, listen, I'm just going to come out with it. It happened. We, this is 30-some-odd years later. Yeah, 32 years later. Whew. Yep. That's crazy. All right, that is your sports. All right, I should just play this song, right? Just like a Band-Aid, just right off, right? I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm just going to get out of the way. Here's Riz's favorite song. This is our uh, Team Riz member of the day, Billy Woods, song. He wants to hear this thing from Ween. It's the Rizzuto Show. All right, thank you all for tuning in today. I do, I do want to do something pretty serious right now. So as our as our listeners know, uh, Tony Patrico has not been here for the past couple of days, and now I would like to address the situation to the extent that that we can right now. So it was announced here at the radio station a couple minutes ago that that Tony is no longer with Hubbard Radio or a member of the Riz Show, and this is a. This is a personnel situation, and because it is a personnel situation, I, I, we cannot get into this the specifics of it. All I could say is, and I'm I'm speaking for all of us here, we're in complete shock. Uh, to say the last couple days have been difficult is the understatement of the century, and we're still all processing everything that's that's happened. We're sad. We're, we're devastated. We've spoken with Tony. Uh, he is our friend, uh, but this is this is this is really hard. And again, speaking for all of us here on the show, we have nothing but compassion and empathy for everybody involved in the situation. And there's again, because it's, it's a personnel issue and a personnel situation, there's not much we could say. I I, I just want to say. The centerpiece of the Riz Show, it's not any of us. It's you guys, the listeners. So we trust that, that you'll be back with us tomorrow, and uh, and we'll be here for you, and we'll, we'll do this again tomorrow. So thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. 
cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.